did you forget what we were doing here? No, I was just distracted a little bit. It happens. Welcome <laughs> to the show, everybody. Hey, everybody. What's going on? And uh, we're recording and everything is just hunky-dory over here. We've made sure the red light is on. Triple checked. Uh, so, what beer are you drinking today? Well... It's one of my all-time favorites. I think I've actually had it on our show probably a couple times, but mm -hmm. I don't care. Um, it goes with today's theme in terms of like the first time I had this beer. Whew, glorious. <laughs> glorious. I was in Seattle. I had never been in Seattle before. I was, you know, enjoying a week-long vacation there and... One of my buddies' roommate introduced me to this beer, and it's just always been amazing. Uh, so I'm drinking Dead Guy Ale by Rogue. They're based out of Oregon. Yeah, always a good one. Yes. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's always been one of my, well, ever since Seattle, but oh, that first time was just so glorious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that I totally know what you mean. Mine is in a very similar vein. Um I wish that I could try this beer for the first time again. And uh, I, it's not the same when it's in the can. It's better on draft, obviously. But I went with the classic Sad Panda coffee stout. I fucking knew you were going to do it. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Knew not it, knew it, knew just it. to make you jealous, but also to, a little bit to make you jealous. I know. <sighs> I'm not going to lie. I had a quick thought. When we decided we were doing this episode, you're to be like, <laughs> I've been called worse, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but I, I genuinely debated asking you to send down some sad panda because they don't sell it here. Mm -hmm. And that makes me, well, sad. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Another one of those moments of the internal Jake's going to fucking have sad panda on the show. I know he's going to drink some sad panda. Yeah. Oh, 100%. The fucking beer. Folks, <laughs> if you're in the Fort Collins area in Colorado, yeah. You need to go to Horse and Dragon Brewery and get yourself some sad panda cuz it's just so good. Yeah, it is among the best ever, I would absolutely That's, say. It's so good. But I digress. All right. Hi, Jake. Yes, enough of that Let's nonsense. So uh, before we do this, you know what time it is. Time for the movie draft check-in. <laughs> I feel like there should be some like musical celebration or jingle or something, but we don't have there one, so we're going to go. Do -do 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 -do. <sighs> there should definitely be that. I, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll work on that. <laughs> Uh, but the headline is not too much has changed. You are still very much a losing. You're a little loser over there. And uh, <laughs> Insidious came out recently, which is medium. And mm -hmm. uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 came out the day we're recording this. And I think it is massive. It's obviously, it's your number one draft pick overall. Yeah. So that's really a big deal, obviously. Um but yeah, so I think that will take you quite a ways. Maybe you won't be the loser at the end of it. I guess we'll see. The fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Just want to throw in that you're losing and you're a loser. <laughs> oh, 
so everybody knows. Wow. See how it is. <laughs> See how it is. I wish I had a any any rebuttal, but I don't. Yeah. And uh, I have to resort to just, uh, you know, fuck, fuck you. Jake. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fine. You dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are definitely catching up in the rating because of that. Um, yeah. Uh, because Mission Impossible is very highly rated and it definitely bumped you. Catching, sort of catching up in the box office. I guess we'll see what happens there. Uh, so anything is still definitely possible. We'll see. Hmm. Man, I need, <laughs> I need something nice. Yeah. And then the big one comes uh in a week from now which is barbenheimer uh that date is going to be a big deal Dude, for both of us i love overall i love all the like barbenheimer the all the marketing for both movies coming out on the same day i think it's fantastic i also really like that uh nolan and like killian murphy and everyone associated with Barbie, like they've all been talking about, yeah, we're seeing the other movie. We love that this is coming out. Like they're not viewing it as actual competition. They're viewing it as you kind of should of just like mm -hmm. cool movies are coming out. Go watch them. Like yeah. have. I like that. I really like yeah. that. Yeah, I think it's good for artists support, to support artists for sure. I think that's all good. And enjoy well, your I, movies right now, folks, because everything just stopped. <laughs> yeah, the, all of the, not only have the writers been on strike, but now all of the actors, or a lot of the actors, have just gone on strike as well. Yep. So most things have shut down. Not everything. It's interesting to see the announcements of what is still filming. Um, it's, it seems to be in other countries generally, mm -hmm. but I don't really know what the rules are. I don't really pay attention to that stuff, but some things are still being filmed. Yeah. Uh, I've also learned a fun fact where the other times in history, two big movies came out on the same day. My favorite was Blade Runner and The Thing. Hey, yep. I had, did not know that that happened, <laughs> uh, but that's very interesting. What a, what a, week of movies for Blade Runner the thing in 1982. Well, that's kind of like, I mean, they didn't come out on the same day, but 1977 was a huge year too. of just massive films. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. But, uh, yeah, I'm stoked. Right. I'm stoked for this weekend. Uh, I will get to finally go and watch MI seven tomorrow. So on the 15th. Nice. Yeah. Because, you know, we have to adult and go to work. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, one of those things. And then, so next weekend is Barbie and Oppenheimer. And I have my, my child with me next weekend. And she's like adamant about not seeing either one. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I got to wait Lord. to watch both of them until you yeah. are not with me. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's the sacrifice you make yeah, as a true. parent. But it made me laugh that like <laughs> the the movies that I'm most excited for this this year. I'm like, and uh, yep, gotta wait just a little bit longer. It's okay. I just think it's funny. Uh, 
And I, and I guess the flash is officially the biggest comic book flop of all of time, all time which is 200 million crazy to think about because it actually has a decent rating on IMDb. I wouldn't say it's the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. Um, it is kind of shocking that it's a bigger flop than that Fantastic Four wannabe reboot they did a handful of years yeah. ago. Um, mm-hmm. What a shame. What a shame. They had perfect opportunity. They had perfect subject material that would actually lead into or help promote this whole reboot in DC. And they kind of just shit the bed with it but it is what it is man yeah yeah um yeah i mean they overhyped it i think is part of the problem with 100 saying it's one of the most amazing superhero movies ever made and then yeah everybody knows that ezra miller sucks and nobody <laughs> wants to support it anyway <laughs> yeah like <laughs> turns out that that dude uh kind of turned into a big old douche so yeah uh, it is kind of a shame. I was very excited for it. And uh, to see it bomb the way it did was kind of, is kind of disheartening. But I saw, I know you saw it too. It's, uh, I, I think it was the Disney CEO came out. Yeah. He was recently asked about why he thinks like phase four is not doing great for the MCU and like kind of superhero movies in general. Uh, but primarily MCU and he flat out, I think he nailed it on the head of talking about like, they're trying to pump way too much out. So no one's focusing on like quality. They're just trying to get stuff out. Yeah. And I, I agree. I agree. I think, I think they should kind of try and go back to how it was during the first, like what, four years of MCU, you get maybe one a year. Mm-hmm. and you call it good yeah, one or two a year out. and you call it good um i also think they need to get away from all the shows <laughs> all this extra content like stop it just yeah stick to the movies or pick one or the other you know starts to feel like homework after a while it does it does i'm not gonna like <laughs> i'm not gonna watch the shows i watched that uh werewolf at night which was actually really good but they're not going to do anything mm-hmm. with it ever. Um, I'm really wary of the Daredevil Born Again series that they're coming out with because they've said it's so polar opposite than what Daredevil fans are going to expect that it's probably going to polarize and like ruin fandom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll find out, man. We will find out. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they get their shit together. As a comic book fan and comic book movie fan, I'm like, I really hope they uh, course correct. I am very excited for Deadpool 3, although as exciting as it's been to see all the like stuff they're sharing from it, mm-hmm. I think they're sharing too much. Yeah. But then yeah, I... Yeah, especially with the like yeah set photos and details and yeah stuff. i mean it's i i think showing the suit was cool like that's mm-hmm. that made sense to do because everyone wants to see the yellow and blue um mm-hmm. 
but the constant barrage of oh these people are in it these people are in it these people are in it it's a little like all right leave something for like the excitement like yeah. let us just go and enjoy the movie at this point of course it's on hiatus now so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens we'll see what happens like but we have movies currently we have movies to watch and have watched so let's do this. What uh, what new movies have you watched, Jake? Um, I forgot to say last time that I watched Black Mirror season six. Okay. Uh, last time, and the first couple episodes, first episode's good. Second episode's different. Third episode's good. Last two are not really Black Mirror at all. Second episode's kind of not really Black Mirror. So I'd have very mixed feelings about it. Um. It, it it was good generally. The the things were good. The clips were good, or the episodes, I guess, were good. But they weren't weren't really what I would expect or want from Black okay. Mirror generally. So I haven't watched it in so long. Um, I would be really curious to watch the one with uh, Annie Murphy. Yeah, that was the first okay. one. Okay, I like that one a lot. But Black Mirror is amazing to me but it's not something I ever really want to watch over and over again or whatever. Cause it kind of scares me or at least it used to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I've heard a lot of mixed stuff on it. It seems like the excitement isn't quite there for it anymore, or at least with this yeah. current season. I mean, I was excited for it. It's one of my favorite series. Um, but yeah, I think it's it seems to be losing its guidance of what it is identity. Mm -hmm. I guess um, that is a big part of it. I think. Yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched fucking Bo is Afraid. I fucking hate that movie so much. <laughs> yeah, they should have kept the original title, which was Disappointment Boulevard, <laughs> because I wanted out of spite to just love it yeah. and say you were wrong and you were an idiot. You weren't wrong. It's very weird, very random, very stressful and gross and absurd in a lot of places. You see some engorged testicles a couple of times. He fights a giant dick monster in the attic. Um, <laughs> somebody else fights a giant dick monster and he just watches. The whole thing is very, very weird. Um, so yeah. Spoilers, uh, that, by the that's way, where that's for uh, Bo is Afraid. <laughs> Is it? Is that a spoiler? I don't know. Um, I had Chris no Tomas idea going into it, it and... that there was going to be a giant dick monster in it. And by the time that thing showed up, <laughs> I was already not happy with the movie, but kept telling myself that was the point. Okay, when I told you I saw it and I was like, there's a moment where I was like, okay, they could do something really good here where it'll like course correct. We're going to get a cool like maybe fun twist or just a like oh, this is fucked up, like the family is just fucked up, or it's like a genuine mm -hmm. nightmare or something. So I was like holding on to hope, like you could save this whole movie with a really clever ending. Like the whole movie can yeah. be justified with just That's a exactly what I thought. clever ending. And then that fucking dick monster showed up and I was like, nope, this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> like I'm so <laughs> mad at that movie. Yeah. None of it made t a terribly 
strong amount of sense. I think it's just not a movie that's for general audiences to understand or care about. It feels like a very specific, probably very personal thing that uh, is very weird. It and felt not very really what um, I signed up for. I hate saying this because I, I've liked his other stuff, but. Bo is Afraid to me feels like the kind of movie that people will claim they understand or gush over because mm. they just want to be art house pretentious assholes. Like they don't get the movie. Mm. They're just going to say they love it. And it's amazing because it makes them feel like they're a movie guru or something. Mm. No offense if you loved it. Actually, no. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are like, it's one of the best movies of this year. And I think that they just pick it because it's weird. It's and artsy weird. And it's like saying Mulholland Drive is amazing. No. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, guys. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you, uh, out of your wannabe spite, you were not able to be spiteful. That makes me happy. Yeah, it's true. Overall, I have to just, you know, be real and it it was kind of sucky. So kind of sucky. I'm not probably not gonna watch it again. <laughs> uh, and then I watched Maggie Moore's with John Hamm and Tina Fey, okay. which is a nice straight to streaming kind of movie. It was good. Okay. Overall, no complaints. And then I finished Succession season three and I see why people like it. It's definitely enjoyable. I mentioned in the episode we forgot to record that it's a lot like a combination of Game of Thrones, except without all the action and nudity. Uh, there's not really any nudity in it. In it, it's a combination of that and Yellowstone, also without the action and masculinity, because all the dudes are kind of you know not cowboys. And then uh, <laughs> also a combination with those and Arrest Development, although a less funny, dry or funny. Um, <laughs> But the family stuff is all very, very accurate. Okay. All right. Um, so I, I'm enjoying it. I see why people like it. I'm very interested in the last season, which seems to be the best one. I, I feel like you are enjoying it more and more the further into the series you're going. <clears throat> yeah, it gets better yeah. for sure. Cool. Cool. And that's all. Uh, oh. No, that's all. Um, well, I, I only watched a couple new things, actually. I ended up just kind of having a lot of fun revisiting a shitload of movies for this episode. So many movies for this episode, um, which was super enjoyable. Uh, no complaints. So, but I only ended up getting to watch two movies, both of which are kind of obscure films that I don't think a lot of people have ever heard of or definitely seen. But uh, the first one I watched was called run rabbit run. Okay. It's this like straight to Netflix movie, I think, uh, out of Australia, I think. <laughs> it sounds right. <laughs> um, it was just on a whim. I was scrolling, got tired of like scrolling through Netflix, and this thing popped up and was like, okay. <laughs> so it was, it's interesting. It's about the single mom and her daughter, and they're like super close knit. And all of a sudden the daughter starts acting really weird, very uh, kind of detached from the mom all of a sudden. And the movie is really about the mom trying to figure out what's going on with her kid. It was 
a way better version of a very stressed out mom trying to raise a young child with supernatural stuff going on. It did that kind of shit so much better than, uh, what was that stupid movie that everyone thought was amazing out of Australia about the monster? Um, monster in Australia. Yeah. It's the mom and the super irritating kid where you're like, I have no sympathy if this kid gets eaten. Doesn't sound uh, familiar. Oh my God. I've lost it. If you're <laughs> listening to this and you, and you know, the movie, you know, that the little boy is the most infuriating, irritating, <laughs> character almost ever <sighs> babadook babadook that movie oh, sucks too that's australian yeah run rabbit run does a better job of like high stress mom with a child and supernatural shit going on than the babadook did fuck the babadook it's not ugh, i hate that movie too <laughs> <sighs> good to know <laughs> um but run rabbit run was like meh. i don't have really any complaints there were a couple things where you're like Okay, I guess we're going with this, but yeah, have fun moments. And then I watched a movie called Living. It's with Bill Nye. Bill, oh Bill Nye, I was like Bill Nye, not, the, science not the science guy. Bill Nye. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a man called Otto, but not. So it takes place in okay. 1953. Uh, Bill Nye plays this like super old dude they work at this uh government office and he's pretty rigid pretty like not angry or really even abusive he's just very rigid doesn't joke around any he gets told that he's terminal yeah. and it, it sounds like a very basic oh he's told he's terminal he goes and lives his best life ever um they do it in probably the best way i have seen in a long time time because it's not like over grandiose you know it's it's mm -hmm. pretty he's an old man the acting is amazing from bill knight it is like okay holy shit he has scenes very subtle little facial expression little tics that he does whatever mm. i was like one the movie's really good but the acting from him i was just like holy shit this is like, how are pe more people not talking about his act? The acting is amazing in this movie and it's so quiet and subtle. Okay. But no one I, I think has ever heard of it, but it was really good. I really, really liked living. Um, if you like sad dramas that are definitely made to make you <laughs> tear up. <laughs> I don't like, I, don't I like know those. you don't shake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but living, I really liked living. I thought it was really well done. Uh, and it's just interesting. It was cool seeing it take place in the 1950s and they filmed it like like films from the 50s. So the aspect ratio is the same as back then. They like fucked with all the color and all the texture and everything so that it's all it looks okay. like it's from that era. It's all, I really enjoyed it. I thought the attention to detail was fantastic. And that was all I watched for new stuff. Nice. Yeah. That's all good stuff. I like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So before we get into it, I was also going to mention that we are, we always, would never do this. We always forget either until the very end of the episode when you probably have stopped listening <laughs> or whatever. Um, 
But next episode, be prepared because we are spoiling and dissecting and deep diving the original Blade Runner. And so if you haven't seen it in a while or haven't seen it at all, definitely check it out because we will be spoiling the shit out of it. Yeah. And then the episode after that, we're doing Blade Runner 2049. (laughs) So go ahead and watch both of them. We were going to do it in one episode. Uh, just realized we couldn't because we couldn't even do it with the room and the disaster <laughs> artist. So, <laughs> like at all. So, uh, decided to split them into two back to back episodes. Yeah. And I think that would be very fun. They're amazing. Amazing fucking movies. Uh, if you haven't seen Blade Runner, you're probably young. You probably have never even heard of it. And that should be remedied. Go find Blade mm-hmm. Runner. There, oh, it's so good. I'm stoked to to dive into well into both because 2049 is also just whew, that's a heavy movie. <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. for next time. <clears throat> yep, don't get ahead of yourself. Nope, nope. Let's do this. I'm stoked for this. Uh, I mean, I'm stoked for like everything <laughs> yeah. we got coming up later this year. But uh, this one kicks it off. Yes. All right, Christy, my wife came up with this idea that what if you could rewatch a movie for the first time with fresh eyes and for some reason had your memory wiped and had never seen it. Uh, which movies would you be, would you most want to be able to see again for the first time? And so that's today's episode, our top 10 of that list, which is a very weird and difficult list for, at least for me to put together. I'm a, uh, I'm not going to lie. I kind of rebelled against Christie's initial idea and my list ended up becoming based on not my memory being wiped completely, but just being able to have the experience again. So my list is based all about just the experience of watching these movies, not necessarily the okay. movie itself. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I think I've said it so many times before, I'm always going to say it. Uh, experiencing a movie especially movies that are gonna movies can play a big part in someone's life they've played a huge part in our lives especially mine um to experience certain moments with them for that first time again it would just be it'd be so interesting and kind of important to me i think because i i I revert a lot back to like kind of getting back to certain principles or roots and stuff so i think the first time experiencing some of these movies would be in that vein um this was super nostalgic for me and you know, I love nostalgia. This was very like that, but on kind of a not super fun nostalgia, it was a pretty like, Ooh, yeah, this was a everything around this movie or the first time I saw this was pretty bit, you know, like heavy. Uh, there's a couple that are on here just for the movie itself. And I should mm-hmm. preface I made an extra challenge for myself. Okay. I told myself right from the get-go, do not put the Matrix on here because you already did a whole deep dive of the franchise. Everyone knows it's your all-time favorite movie. I have already spoken in length of the first time ever watching that movie on the big screen. So I felt like if I put it on this list again at number one, it would be one too predictable and two like it's already claimed a number one like the top spot so i need to 
I need to give other movies kind of a like, okay, so what if I set this mm-hmm. one aside? And then I was like, okay, if I'm doing that with the Matrix, that means I have to do it with the Dark Knight as well. Mm-hmm. So the Dark Knight and the Matrix are not on this list. And I made it a point to be like, those two movies can't be on it. They've been on too many lists already. And everyone already knows how much those movies mean to me. Uh, yeah. So that was my little challenge. And it kind of like wasn't a challenge. It kind of like, oh, no, like this is. That's good. Yeah. there It, it opened up a, a couple slots that. This was so much fun, dude. I had so much fun revisiting <laughs> this one. <laughs> yeah, it was a really fun idea. Um, I definitely like these kinds of things. And it's very different, which kind of gets us yeah. out of the norm. That's always yeah. fun. And, and I have, I, yeah. I've got some super fun picks on mine. <laughs> I really do. So you might laugh Good. at, well, you're going to laugh at my number 10. As I think okay. everyone should laugh at my number 10. I laugh at my number 10. One, because it's hilarious. And two, because it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you're going to laugh at at least two of mine because you mentioned them by name and you said you didn't put them on your list. And I totally <laughs> did put them on my list. So, Well, that's I'm okay, Jake. Now. That is okay. Because at least we can talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not my fault oh. <laughs> for those not watching us i did finger guns and now it's even sadder because i had to explain it yeah what a dork wow <laughs> all right you want to do your number 10 let's get into it i'm just gonna drink my beer in sadness and shame <laughs> Hey, I have sad panda coffee stout if you want any sadness related I'm beers. Just, I'm just gonna pull the pose of the dude on the on the beer can. Just that sad, like curl oh, up in a corner and skeleton yeah. emo look. Alright. So my number 10 uh was actually the first movie I ever saw in the theater without like an adult. So parents oh, wow. weren't there okay. big you know my brother was not there it was me and one friend our our parents decided it was okay to let us go to the theater alone and so this was the movie mm-hmm. we went to and by the time i saw this by myself i had already seen dozens of movies but as a little kid that first time when like you get to go and do something without mom and dad it can be kind of cool, or at least it was for our generation. This mm-hmm. current generation probably wouldn't know what to do. Much offense to you kids. Much offense. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I was looking at our analytics, and like 80% of our audience are younger than us, like below 35. <laughs> so, so I've offended our demographic. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm not. But I'm so sorry. Um, but this was like a big deal, and I remember it being a big deal to me at least uh, just being able to go buy the ticket. I'm, I was so young when I went and saw this movie. And I remember we sat like a couple of idiots. We sat in the front row and this was <laughs> like before you had recliners. That's what you do when you're a kid. Though. Yeah. That's what you did as a kid. You thought it was cool. <laughs> and uh, so my number 10, just experiencing that first time of like movie going independence. Mm-hmm. That's what had to, I was like, there's no way I can't have this movie again. And I, as a 
grown man in my mid thirties, I still watch it. I just watched it like three times in the last two weeks. Cause it's just fun. <laughs> uh, so my number 10 is good burger. Love. Good burger <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that first time watching it. One, like I was so young and the kind of like kid laughter, <laughs> I remember just laughing hysterically as a kid and kids have mm-hmm. such a different kind of laugh. It's so pure. Yeah. And yeah, it hits your like whole body funny bone. Yeah. And especially those Nickelodeon movies, they got kids. Oh, a hundred percent. And uh, I just, that, that experience and that movie alone was like, it's, it's fantastic. Cause it's so ridiculous mm-hmm. and it's so stupid. Uh, I think it's funny that, Mondo Burger, in a weird way, has become kind of a reality of everyone pumping weird chemicals that should probably be illegal into our food. Yeah. Uh, but everyone yeah. just keeps buying it, yours truly as well. So, because <laughs> <laughs> it's weirdly delicious. It's weirdly delicious. So, yeah, Good Burger is my number 10. It's just, it was such a fun experience and it's such a fun movie. Yeah. And I think it'd be a lot of, it'd be really neat to experience that kind of thing again. So, yep. Yeah. That I love that childhood wonder aspect of it. Um, I definitely considered some of those things as well. And yeah, Good Burger was one of those movies that was infinitely quotable when I was a kid. Oh. It was probably like, it was like our junior high version of Anchorman. <laughs> it was just the best or whatever. Fuck, dude. I guess middle school. Just a few days ago. Maybe not even. Coworker and I, he's my same age. Him and I quoted Good Burger together. We did the whole welcome to Good Burger. Like we just did it. Home with a good burger, yeah. <laughs> it was like it was awesome. <laughs> of course the kids in our office was like, What? <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's a millennial thing. It is. It is. All right. All right. Well, mine is very, very different from yours. Uh, mine is very intense and and scary, and I guess not terribly scary, but just it's a thrilling movie with one character ever on screen, and it's so such an intense movie, especially the first time when you have no idea what's going on or how it will end. That I would like to experience that again. Um, so my number ten is buried which a lot of people haven't heard of, but (laughs) Ryan Reynolds plays this. uh, He's like a military contractor who's in like construction or something. And he just wakes up in a coffin underground, extremely claustrophobic. The whole thing's shot within the coffin. Uh, He tries to figure out where he is, tries to figure out how to get people to tell, to tell them where he is so they can help him get out. Uh, I think there's, like one or two other actors because he does make a phone call out of there but overall it's just him and it's so intense and uh and the crazy ending so i highly recommend buried if you haven't seen it and i'm a little jealous if you get to watch it for the first time uh i'm not generally like a claustrophobic guy at least when i'm watching a movie um Mm -hmm. but yeah buried is i watched that First time I saw it, I was just at home. Nothing special. But it was like late at night and I watched it like late at night. So everything was turned off. So I didn't wake anyone. And 
I remember finding mm-hmm. like a couple of moments of just being like, is it hard to breathe? Like, am I, <laughs> or you do that? Like, yeah, you become very aware of the amount of oxygen your body is. <laughs> right. And you, you kind of do that thing where you like, you stretch out on purpose just to be like, yeah, okay. I can move. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I'm going to mm-hmm. change positions because I can, uh, yeah. Buried mm-hmm. was interesting. That movie's got some great intensity to it. Like some great intensity. Yeah. One of the most intense thrillers I yeah. think I've ever seen. All right. I like, man, we're starting off strong. Um, yep. well, my number nine, uh, had to be a, a, it was hard to not put like so many nerdy movies on this list, but a couple <laughs> still showed up and you're over it. Cause I'm a giant nerd. Yep. Yeah. It's par for the course. Uh, <laughs> so this one though, I remember particularly because it was a time when these kinds of movies were not successful. There had been one actual successful comic book movie that had come out before like prior, like largely mm-hmm. successful. Um, but they weren't taken serious. No one really bothered with them. And as a comic book fan and these characters kind of a fan, like it was kind of a weird time because you wanted these guys to be on screen or a, a couple, but not from the Marvel mm-hmm. universe. There were a couple big comic books, but not Marvel wise. Um, and then this came out and I remember being so excited and it was kind of the first time I was nervous to watch a movie like this because, let's face it, the damage from Batman and Robin just lingered forever. <laughs> um, it does. It cuts really deep. And uh, But when this came out, I remember being excited. And my mom decided to take me to, excuse me, to the theater to go and watch it. Now, she was never a fan of these characters. And to her, it was just kind of a like my kid likes it. So I guess I'll just take him to it. It'll be a, Mm -hmm. you know, mother son bonding moment, which I respect. And I I enjoyed it. And I liked that. She took me, I was, I had so much fun watching this movie when it came out and just suddenly understanding like this could be huge. This could actually lead to more comic book characters showing up on the big screen, like being live action versions and it's yeah. happened. It really has happened. So I, as a, a nerd and a comic book movie fan and comic book fan, uh, I kind of feel like I owe this movie a lot more respect than it kind of gets or from the whole mm-hmm. community, you know, comic book fandom, people, whatever. Uh, so my number nine is the first X-Men movie. That was, yeah, that was huge. Was and watching that for the first time and just kind of having that deep understanding of like, if this is successful, this could blow up into something unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. whether it's been shitty movies or mediocre or uh, amazing movies, one thing has been pretty common for me and watching all of them is getting to see a lot of these characters kind of come to life and it's really cool because i yeah before x-men i i don't think anyone thought it would happen i mean blade prior to x-men was the only successful marvel movie but no one realized it was a marvel movie (laughs) 
Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you don't associate superheroes yeah, with vampires. Been like, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think Blade was really the only one that I can think of. Yeah. Around that time. But that first that. X-Men movie, that it was so cool to watch these guys on screen. It was amazing to watch Wolverine for the first time. You know, Hugh Jackman for the first time as Wolverine. It was just like, this is killer. And he's so good. Mm-hmm. Who knew he'd just keep getting better? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so number nine is that first X Men movie. That was just that was such a treat. Whether it's the best movie ever, it's mm-hmm. not, but it's a treat and it deserves a lot of respect. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that whole experience of going from hardly any superhero movies to slowly building up, I guess, yeah. credibility that hey, we could actually see the characters that we know and love be big deals. Um, and it probably wasn't until Batman Begins where I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> right. real. Like, this is <laughs> unstoppable now. And, uh, and yeah, and the first Iron Man for sure. And so that that was definitely a very exciting time. It was that we'll never mm-hmm. be able to go back to. Like now the cat's out of the bag. Right. The, like you know, genie's out of the monkey's bottle, out of the right. bottle now. So, uh, but that first one was, that was special. That was that was a special one to watch. So, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, my number nine is one that I wish that I had been able to see for the first time because the main plot point, or I guess you could say twist of the movie, was spoiled for me before I had oh. seen it, and so I never got to see it fresh. Okay. And I would really have liked that. So my number nine is okay. the Sixth Sense, which has you know a very notable everyone knows the twist ending, and everybody does know the twist nowadays. Um, I didn't see it terribly much later than when it came out, but uh, long enough that it was yeah kind of just out there in the zeitgeist that oh yeah everybody knows what the deal is with that movie, and so it would have been very interesting I think to have seen it without that happening and just fresh eyes and know would I have been able to pick it up? Would I have not been able to pick it up? Would I have been like surprised? Uh, all of those kinds of things would have made it much more exciting, I think. Still a great movie, but I think it would have been... It's one of those movies that you view very differently mm-hmm. when you know the twist and it it adds more, but it's yeah. just a different movie at, yeah. at that point. Uh, well, this is funny because I told myself this whole time, like, of all of our lists, this will be the one we don't have any crossovers. We're just not going to. We have a crossover. Um, <laughs> Sixth Sense is on my list, but it's a little bit later. Um, <laughs> okay. But okay. yeah, uh, I was fortunate <laughs> enough, I will say this, and then and then we can move but uh i was fortunate enough to be that person that did not know the twist the first time i saw that movie so i can definitely tell you what that was like okay um good i'm excited but yes that was six sense is amazing uh whether you're a Shyamalan fan or not i I would find it very hard to believe anyone if they said they didn't like the movie or if it wasn't mm-hmm. special just because like, mm, are you just saying that just out of spite because you know that movie is like 
mind-blowingly well made <laughs> like yeah yeah and influential so influential oh, it, in all of the movies that came it sparked after that. the huge craze of every movie had to have a twist in it for like 10 plus mm -hmm. years after it came out so yeah because everybody's like oh you can do that you can completely <laughs> throw audiences off and make it meaningful and yeah yeah it's great i love your pick what a good pick all right. Well, my number eight, you actually just mentioned a couple picks ago, uh, which is kind of funny. Okay. My number eight, Nate, my number eight is uh, probably some of the hardest laughs I've ever heard in a movie theater. And it was like sustained laughter, which was great. I mean, when you're in a full house, and everyone is enjoying the film the same way. Everyone is laughing out loud the whole time. You are missing jokes because you are laughing so hard. Mm -hmm. I think that's a winner. And you don't get that very often, yeah. especially in a theater. But this one was that movie. Mm -hmm. It's so immature. It's another super stupid movie. But that's what makes it brilliant. Um, my number eight mm -hmm. is Anchorman. The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Yep. That first time watching that movie, yeah. all, all I went into it expecting was like, I'll laugh hard at probably a couple jokes. I like Will Ferrell on SNL because mm -hmm. he was still on SNL back then. It, his tenure was coming to an end, mm -hmm. but that was the Will Ferrell I knew was SNL yeah. Will Ferrell. And I was excited. I knew I was going to laugh. I knew I was going to enjoy it. But I didn't realize that from the get-go in this movie, I would not stop laughing the entire movie. And it's like, it's become such yeah, a quotable yeah. film for me. I, mean, ever. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I'll look at someone and be like, don't act like you're not impressed and then move on with my day. Like you just, <laughs> <laughs> that experience in that movie, just the, the laughter and the jokes of that movie was so like absurd, but perfectly absurd. Mm -hmm. uh, and that would just be, that would be fantastic to, relive that for mm -hmm. the first time again that would just be so good <laughs> yeah no i completely agree anchorman is one of those movies and i definitely considered that i was like how many comedies have jokes that when you just hear for the first time it catches you off guard and it's just never it, funnier yeah. than that then uh, that that's definitely one of them it was kind of definitely in my periphery <laughs> <Yeah>. of options <laughs> Uh, uh, so my number eight is kind of a, a nod to my wife who had this idea because we were talking about movies and, talk and this one came up as one that she would definitely want to do. And so I chose uh, Once Upon a Time mm. in Hollywood, which is a movie that we watch a lot, mostly because it's kind of like a yep. comfort movie that you can just put on and, and if you have a stressful week or tend, it's just a movie that you can just throw on and it's very relaxing. But the first time we watched it in the theater and my wife's not a Quentin Tarantino fan at all, but she was interested in the movie because of the historical subject matter and the Manson family and all that stuff. And we were watching it and just the end of the movie, we were dying laughing. Like when he 
goes to the shed to grab that thing. Uh, we just we were almost on the floor, and I think everybody in the theater was concerned about us. That I don't think anybody else was laughing that hard, or maybe even at all. But uh, just that experience of watching it for the first time and experiencing that was one of the best experiences ever. So I had to put that on that on my list of number eight. Oh yeah, I mean that's I'm pretty vocal about that being my favorite Tarantino movie. I have nothing against his other ones except for death proof. But, um, once upon a time in Hollywood was just, that's such a special movie to me. I love the idea of it being a love letter to, to old Hollywood. Um, but also given people this alternate world where stupid, evil motherfuckers actually like get what's coming to him and mm-hmm. you get to enjoy it. I think it's the one time where mm-hmm. us general audience can like cheer at extreme violence and brutality because it's against characters that you're like, I, we know who the Manson family was. We know that they are to this day mm-hmm. still considered some of the worst creatures to walk, you know, America at least. Um, yeah, oh, that movie was so good. And yes, I agree. The the flamethrower and the swimming pool will never not be funny. <laughs> yeah. As well as the can of dog food to the face and the fireplace mantle, all of that. The whole ending is just hilarious. Most violent kind <laughs> of way. Oh, it's perfect. It's just, I love that picture. That's such a good pick. All right, so my number seven... Um, it was one of those movies where like I had heard about it. It was when I was really starting to get into, I think my fandom of film was really growing and especially it helped, especially when I was working at that video store. Mm -hmm. Uh, The movie I've never seen anything like it. Never will. There's simply no other movie anywhere near just how this one was made, but it was hard to understand a film when you're told that moves backwards, but the storyline is actually like moving forward. So you understand the whole movie, even though it starts at the end and you only get snips it, snip, snips, snippets <laughs> of like what led up to the previous scene. And then for it to make sense, I've, I've still like, there's so many times when I rewatch it where I'm like, how the fuck did this yeah. movie like accomplish this. <laughs> so my number seven is Memento. Uh, I'm still blown away by that movie every time I watch it. And that first time watching it though, I remember when it, the credit started rolling and just being like kind of awestruck. Mm-hmm. Cause I wasn't, I didn't know how to comprehend what I had just watched. <laughs> like yeah. what? Uh, to this day, it's my favorite guy Pierce movie. I think, I wish he would work with Nolan again. Yeah. I I wish their schedules would align or whatever, but, or if I don't think anything bad happened between the two, Uh, but it's just memento blows me away every time and experiencing it again for the first time, I feel would just be like, it's one of those movies where you want to show so many (laughs) people it just so Mm -hmm. you can watch them Mm -hmm. as they watch the movie and just see the confusion but the understanding 
like how is this the realization sense oh wow i can't believe that actually tied into (laughs) what we just watched uh yeah it's just that movie is absolutely incredible so number (laughs) seven I, i feel the exact same way um I've recently learned that Christie's never seen Memento. Oh my god! Because we were talking about watching all of the Christopher Nolan movies leading up to Oppenheimer, right? And she's like, "I, I don't know what Following is, and I don't know what Memento is." And I was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna watch <laughs> Memento! It's gonna blow your mind! I can't wait!" <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, so that's my number seven. That okay. would be Memento. That's a good one. Yeah, um, my number seven is it's it's a very interesting movie that i think came out came out in 2006 and in a lot of ways seems like it predicted a lot of the things that we're in now and so it would be very interesting i think to watch it for the first time now and be able i don't know if it would feel I don't know what it would be like. And that's why I want to do it. I want to be able to watch it with fresh eyes for the first time now and be able to know if like the jokes seem funny or if they seem too real and <laughs> like, it's just based on real life now. So my number seven is idiocracy. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it came out at a time when social media wasn't a thing. Influencers right. weren't a thing. Uh, everything was much simpler, but it also grasped human beings and kind of how we are and how dumb we are and the things we like. And well, yeah, uh, those plants need electrolytes, man. It has electrolytes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And so it's, it's just the jokes are so great. I think it would definitely hold up, but it might be a completely different movie if you watch it for the first time today. So if anybody out there has never seen Idiocracy, let me know after you watch it what you thought of it because seeing it back in the day and seeing it over time, it's always funny, but you always think of it in like the time frame of that you saw it first yeah. in. And that's kind of the frame of reference, I guess. It's always that movie where the first time I watched it, it was hilarious because of just how stupid it was. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like every time I've rewatched it, it's just as funny, but it's scary. At the same time, because you're like, um, yep, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. every little thing that happens, you're like, yeah, people would be that dumb or people would would be that oblivious, not forward thinking, just Mm -hmm. stuck in the moment of I want the most enjoyable, simple, easy thing now, not really caring that you're just destroying the entire world or no no one would want to learn or take the time to understand Mm -hmm. anything or use common sense oh god it's not a comedy (laughs) no there's no common sense there's there's rare sense now it's bizarre that's such a fantastic pick jake that's such a good (laughs) one thank you mike judge i feel like mike judge is such a underrated storyteller yeah like we grew up with it you know beavis and butthead as dumb as they are Mm -hmm. they still knew how to poke fun at a lot of stuff happening during the 90s right Uh, and just like the culture especially music culture Mm -hmm. uh 
And then obviously office space was a huge. Yeah. I, I think to this day that came out in what? 98 or 99. I think Sounds it still right. holds up as like the most accurate portrayal <laughs> of how everyone who has a nine to five job feels every yeah. day going to work. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it's yeah, timeless. It's, as long as people are working jobs, they will it, it relate really to that is. movie. <laughs> yeah, I think he's dismissed because he's stuck in traffic, but a guy. But, but he he's, uh, so much he's also the King of the Hill guy. I I think they're revamping or yeah. rebooting King of the Hill. I'm very interested in that because he's. Great. I've been told because when I was growing up, we didn't really watch King of the Hill. So I've don't mm. at me. I've never actually sat and just watched King of the Hill. But but I've been told right now, especially because... living in Texas. <laughs> that I need to remedy that and watch it. They're like, you're probably still not going to get some of the, like the Texas jokes. Cause you're not from Texas. So you, you haven't been around it long enough yet, but they're like, you, you should watch it. Cause you're still going to laugh and be like, Oh dear God. Apparently it's very real. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. I think it, it transcends outside of Texas too, as a little Colorado yeah. boy, I enjoyed it too. So yeah. you would, for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. Well, my number six, um, <laughs> this one is not necessarily for the movie itself, although I love this movie because it's just enjoyable. And every now and again, and actually I shouldn't say every now and again, but I think movies like this are important where they're just fun. You just need a little bit of fun. I'm all for the super serious make you think mm. um, style of film, but I think it's very healthy to have just some lighthearted entertainment mixed in there. You kind of need it. But this one, what made this one hit the list was the experience was coming out of the, the pandemic, coming out of all the closures and everything. Mm -hmm. Theaters were slowly, I mean, people were kind of trickling in, some movies were getting a few extra bodies, but nothing had really felt pre pandemic time until this movie, at least yeah. for me. Um, and that just, that was such a enjoyable experience being in a packed house. Everyone's yeah. just on the same page of just letting all the worries and all that kind of like fade away just to enjoy a silly movie. Um, so my number six is free guy with Ryan Reynolds. Okay. It just came out just a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, recent. Yeah, pretty recent, but the, I couldn't not have it on my list primarily because the experience of just finally feeling that like resurgence of the theater, mm -hmm. that movie really kicked it all back into gear, at least in my opinion. And from what I experienced in the screen when, or in the showtime I went to, uh, it was just leaving that theater was just such a joy. And it was mm -hmm. just like, as a fan, who's like a huge advocate for go to the movies. This was such a like, yes, validation. This is like, get out of your house again. Like don't rely on <laughs> streaming on HBO max. Don't rely right. on this. Like go, go. So right, it was just, right. And it helped that the movie is very entertaining. It's fun. Um, 
it never takes itself too serious, which I think is good. And you're pretty much guaranteed a winner just from Ryan Reynolds. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely just a good time that you will definitely have a good time just watching it. But yeah, yeah. it's very true that the theater is more than just a big screen and better mm-hmm. speakers than you have. It's the whole experience, the, the, lobby the popcorn the people around you and how they're reacting to the movie it's a live kind of thing and i think that definitely makes it way way better yeah it was just that was it had been a little while since i had left the theater with just such a a giddiness and just that big of a smile and it wasn't completely just because of the movie it was just it was so joyful like peaceful it was very peaceful to leave that theater and have our age group, kids, older people leaving, like laughing as they're leaving the theater and everyone's just like in a good mood. Mm -hmm. It was so like, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) So I I had to have it on there. Okay. Uh, Before I go question for you, because you've said this a couple of times and I just want to get the feel if I understand where you're coming from. When you picked your picks for this list, Mm -hmm. were you thinking like, I want to be transported back in time to that time I saw it and the way I saw it? Mm-hmm. Or are you thinking, I want to see it now as the person I am now for the first time with the additional differences or experiences? It was kind of a combination of the two. Okay. Yeah, it, it was kind of a combination of the two. When I sat down with this list, I really wanted, I, I really focused on just the experience of like what movies mm-hmm. were like, they made a, an impression on me, just not based on the movie itself, but just the overall, yeah. what did that movie do to me post watching it or during watching it? So it was, it was like a combination. Cause I, I know I've said it with some of the movies that are going to show up on my list here in a little bit. Uh, movies have like really, been so important to me and i i feel revisiting them with that kind of fresh mentality like if i could watch them for the first time again now yeah how would that affect me as well like would it boost me like they did or would it have a deeper effect on me Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the combination of just how cool would it be to go back then because times were better back then sorry (laughs) yeah i'm kind of getting to that age where i definitely feel that way as well i'm like (laughs) It's not just nostalgia. It's kind of reality in a lot of ways. It's kind of reality. People knew how to take a joke back then. No one knows how to take a joke. It's sad. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, I think I was thinking about it while you were talking, and I was still listening, but I was also thinking about an earlier pick. I I think when you were talking about X-Men, you were talking about being in the theater and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is it just seeing X-Men now or like after you've actually already seen all of the mcu and the phases uh, it, and all the bullshit or is it like going back to the very first that would be, I, with x-men it would be going back to like before the giant boom of just that like the period the experience and just the possibility that x-men yeah. gave because that was before the big boom of all the stuff um of just being able to like if this is successful, there could be a possibility. But when I saw X-Men that first time, I was excited about the possibilities, but I did not expect it to ever happen. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I know what you mean. I felt that too. Yeah. Uh, about a lot of things. It's a lot of interesting things have actually come to pass, which is good. Yeah. Uh, okay. My number six then is one that I th I've been thinking kind of a lot about recently as well, which kind of made me land on it and put it on my list in this spot of when you see a movie in your life, I mean, it kind of matters, not just the mental state that you're in and the mood you're in and all that stuff, but also being introduced to movies at certain ages, I think, uh, or at least not ages into great examples, kind of just a general thing, but everyone has their own maturity level and stuff and it's yeah. at different ages and everything. But there are certain movies that you can watch at a young age and not really get or not really like and then you see it again later and you're like oh i get it like i identify with it i actually understand yeah. the the deepness and the meaning of the subtext and so that was my number six for me basically where uh, my number six is the godfather which i've talked a little bit about fairly recently i think on our scores episode yep. and uh and, but I definitely saw it at a fairly young age. And I, there are parts I thought were cool. I thought the horse head in the bed was cool. You were I probably bored the... out of your skull for most of that movie as a kid. <laughs> a lot of you? it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all the conversations, all the weddings, all the stuff that's going on. It was pretty boring. But I liked the horse head in the bed. I liked the massacre that happens. I like the leave the gun, take the cannoli. All, but when people died, I was interested because I like action movies. Um, but The Godfather's way more than that. And so it wasn't until quite a bit later that I was like, oh, I, I get it. Like I yeah. get the Godfather and I get the all of the depth and why everybody likes it. And so I, I, I think that I would have had a better first experience with it if I watched it for the first time now kind of thing. Oh. I'd be like, if it was one of those movies that I was like, oh, I've always heard about, but I've never gotten around to watching and then did i'd be like oh yeah i get it it's really really good like from yeah. the jump i guess which would be kind of interesting not that it's necessarily bad but it was one of those that's interesting and as i think about like christy and i have been talking about our kids and we're like having fights about who gets to introduce them to what movies <laughs> because their first experience with that movie is 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 a big deal it's important I, like yeah there's so many people out there who probably don't agree with that statement. I, my daughter, I think it's tired of me being like, I, you have to see this movie. Like you mm -hmm. just have to, you have to experience this film. And a lot of the time she's like, Oh dad, I don't want to. And I'm like, <laughs> you must. So I'm probably overbearing on that sometimes, but of all <laughs> the movies that I have introduced her to, I can say proudly that, she has had great experiences with like 90% of them mm -hmm. where she has enjoyed them. She's laughed her ass off at most of them. I found out that my daughter like me at that age <laughs> really likes the stupid slapstick, like sports comedies. So, I mean, okay. we've watched happy Gilmore numerous times. She thought hot rod was freaking hilarious. Like the water boy. When she watched The Water Boy, she imitated his sound effect for a good while after, and that was just a few <laughs> months ago. Uh, but it's to me, it's important. Mm -hmm. 
and because it's for it's a bonding thing. That's it's one of the totally. ways my parents and I bonded. It's the way your parents and you bonded. Definitely, um, and, and it's a way that Monica and I have bonded. So I'm with you, man. There's been times her mom and I have been like earlier. There, there's one set of franchise that I know my daughter's mom is like holding on to. Just like I can't wait to introduce her to this because it's <laughs> her favorite franchise and every time i'm like would you just show her already and she's like no no what if she gets bored with it i'm like just show her (laughs) but i I think it's important and i think age does kind of change like how you're gonna perceive a movie i've told my kid with Mm -hmm. a couple that she didn't enjoy of like watch it again when you're a little older with Mm -hmm. a little more life experience and it might it might take you off guard Cause it happens. Yeah. I'm all for, oh, for it. Sure. Like, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I don't remember the first time I saw Godfather. I think I was really young as well. Well, not really. Yeah. Um, and I didn't care for it that first time. I, yeah, I was bored. I didn't get like why Marlon Brando was this like, okay. He talks with a funny voice, but I didn't get it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't get the Godfather until I was in high school and I watched it again. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like, just kind of sat there and was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's a lot better than what I remember. <laughs> you want to know what made me give the Godfather like an honest try multiple times. I'm like, I, I should get this. I should like this. And this is going to be the most, ridiculous thing i may have ever said on the podcast it may be slightly emasculating but it's true i'm such a huge fan of you've got mail right and they talk about the godfather and going to the mattresses all the time and i'm like that's such a cool reference like i should know (laughs) you should know that one (laughs) in order to be like a guy's guy i should know the i should know the godfather so as I'm watching rom-coms with my like, there you go. There you go. So stuff. Yeah. So we have Nora Ephron and uh, Tom Hanks <laughs> to thank for, for you rewatching yeah. Godfather, huh? Meg Ryan, but yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> Ephron directed it. Didn't she? I don't know. I think she I don't did. know. I only that's care for about a different the time, love, but that's I mean, a good, I, I care about that. I'm not going to judge you on that. I think that's totally <laughs> valid. You probably, you got put in your place by, by Greg Kinnear and Tom Hanks in that movie. Yeah. And you were like, okay, <laughs> let's see what the big deal is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right. Nora Ephron did direct it. Well done. All right. So five. <laughs> Woo. Uh, <laughs> that's a great pick, Jake. I, I like that. I like the thought behind that one mm-hmm. that you have. I, I really like that. That's pretty cool. So my number five is our crossover with the sixth sense. Okay. Um, I had to have this movie on my list um, because the more that I've thought about it over the years, and I know we did like the whole M night Shyamalan episode a while back. um, Mm -hmm. The sixth sense really is kind of the movie that helped kind of push me when I was younger to get over being afraid of like every movie or Mm -hmm. thriller story out there. Uh, it mm-hmm. scared the ever living shit out of me <laughs> when I watched it. Interesting way to do it, <laughs> but it helped because, like, it really did help me. Kind of like I was terrified for 
I don't even know how long after watching it that first time. Mm-hmm. But it really kind of pushed because I think it's just one of the most brilliant movies. And I did manage to get that first time I saw it, I had no clue about the, the twist. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. I was very naive and innocent that first time watching it. So mm-hmm. I can tell you, I remember I was having a sleepover at a friend's house. I think I told this whole story on our M night episode, but most of you probably haven't heard it because that's an that's old episode. Yeah. Uh, so I had told my friend's parents that my parents had given me permission to watch this movie. <laughs> You're Knowing full well that my parents were very adamant about not letting me watch this movie, <laughs> but I thought I was being sneaky, right? Yeah, sure. Right. They're not there. And my friend's mom, who was like best friends with my mom back in the day, <laughs> knew that I was trying to be sneaky. So she was like, well, this is what we'll do. On our way to the video store to rent it, we'll stop by <laughs> your place and we'll ask your mom and dad together. Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, to my surprise, because I remember my dad was home, my mom was not. And I That's remember asking my dad and just dreading it. And I remember the look he gave me of that, like, it's <laughs> like that look you see, like, dads in movies or shows when they're, they catch their kids trying to smoke. And they're like, well, I guess you're going to smoke that whole pack. Or, <laughs> yeah. oh, you're going to drink this whole beer. Like, yeah. <laughs> teach you a it's lesson like, right this it, is a learning moment yeah that's kind of the equivalent of the look my dad gave me mm-hmm. right as he agreed that i could watch the movie <laughs> and i remember being all like yeah we're gonna watch the sixth sense all right and i remember <laughs> we rented it i was all stoked i was excited and then we ate dinner there and then it was movie time And I went from being super excited and like, this is great to like, oh, no, what have I done? (laughs) Like, maybe there's a reason my parents don't want me to watch. (laughs) Right, right. But that whole time, first time watching it, I couldn't move. Like (laughs) I laid on the floor frozen because it was just like, this is so I I was young, but I it was one of those movies where you just understood immediately Mm -hmm how well written this movie was everything with Cole is just so perfect. Him and his mom is just perfect writing Uh, everything with Bruce Willis's character. It's perfect. And, uh, and then the twist happened. And I remember the four of us, my friends, parents, my friend and I, when the twist is revealed, I remember all four of us were just like, what? (laughs) Like the jaws hit the floor. Like all four of us were just dumbfounded like yeah no fucking way are you kidding me (laughs) yeah and and i remember the next night i convinced my mom and dad to go to the video store and rent the movie because i was like you guys have to watch this movie it's not what you think it's so good it's so good we watched it again and i remember my mom being like i don't care for this because that's (laughs) what she always says Right. And my dad just was kind of like, yeah, it was all right. Crazy ending, <laughs> but yeah, it was all right. That's not bad. And then I didn't sleep for, I don't even know how long. And I was, <laughs> I couldn't walk into my room and get close, like within arm's length of my bed. Cause my yeah. bed was raised off the floor. And I was like, there's no way. 
there was no, no way. way. If I woke up in the middle of the night having to go to the bathroom, it was like, you're holding it. This is just <laughs> going to suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That it's better to, to have to pee than to die. <laughs> right. Right. Then be attacked by like a, a suicide in the kitchen. Like, nope. Yeah. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted it on my list because that movie made such a deep impression on me. And I think I've kind of taken it for granted for so many years on just yeah. how big of an impact that movie made on me. And every time I rewatch it, though, I'm constantly just like, it's so good. Like, mm -hmm. I, how do you make a movie this fucking good? Right. And I just I think it would be so cool. Whether it be now to rewatch it for the first time without knowing any spoilers or going back to that time, maybe not relive like the can't stand <laughs> near my own bed. All the thing. trauma. Right. Yeah. But just experiencing that movie with fresh eyes, not knowing anything about it, going into it, I that would be so cool to re-experience again. Because mm -hmm. it, it that movie really did. Like it it stands on its own. There's plenty of movies with great twists and shit in it, but Sixth Sense is special. Yeah. It just is. So Yeah, it's the it's the gold standard basically <laughs> yeah. of of uh of twists every time anybody talks about a great twist six cents comes up 100 it's like the, the immediate like well on a scale of like every other 2000s movie <laughs> right or the six cents you're like okay it it's not quite as good as a Shyamalan <laughs> did but it's still really good <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's uh, going back to what we said before that's another reason why 1999 was just a way better time because you could not see a movie in the theater you could go to the video store and rent it and still have not had it spoiled for you yet. Yeah. Like now spoilers are posted the day a movie releases online or, and or two weeks just... before, or in the case of Deadpool three, like a year before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's part of like the news about it, quote unquote, which but that's sucks. You're taking away. I view that as you're taking away the time, the effort, the, the work that so many people have put into that project, you're taking it away. Yeah. Like you're, you're just yeah. pissing all over it when you just like, I'm going to just spoil everything. So no one goes to the movie because <laughs> they don't have the attention span for it anymore. Like, yeah, go to hell. TikTok, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the idiocracy thing. It's like, I would rather get a couple of tidbits of information than actually experience the full right unmolested uh the whole story the whole experience that the filmmaker intended fresh that's why i like if there's a movie i know i want to watch and or from a filmmaker i know i'll obviously see like oppenheimer i don't watch any trailers <laughs> right. i watch like the teaser that like shows some fire and explosions and not really anything I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. I'm gonna watch the movie. <laughs> I'm not watching anything else about it. Luckily, with like a movie like Oppenheimer, you kind of already know the story. Well, those of us that actually were educated on World War II and who Oppenheimer yeah. was and the bombs, and uh, we kind of know how that story goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I d like, I don't even know what actors are playing what characters other than Cillian Murphy. Uh, I don't really care. Like, I know there's a lot of cool people <laughs> in it. That's great. I just want to see the movie. Yeah. 
I think it's cool seeing the love that the cast has for this movie. Before we were recording, I saw an interview with Matt Damon about what it was like working with Nolan on this film and kind of the approach that they had with it. Hmm. You and I have been watching Matt Damon since the night, like early nineties. We've, we've watched him and Ben Affleck's careers pretty much from the start of their careers. I've seen Matt Damon do a lot of interviews. I've been a fan of his forever. This might be the first time I've ever heard this guy sound so excited about a movie he's in. And he's like completely stoked <laughs> to be a side character. Yeah. He, he's a supporting character and he's like the most excited he's ever been. Same with Robert Downey Jr. He flat out came out yeah. and said, was like, this is the single handed, like, best movie i've ever been in it's the best most important movie i've ever done like (laughs) yeah i saw him say that after playing iron man for so long he didn't even know if he had the acting chops to like do a movie of this sincerity and scale and everything and uh yeah it's exciting to see everybody who just loves working for the guy yeah it's as a movie fan, it's exciting to see that excitement from them. So, but yeah. we've gone off topic. <laughs> I'm not sure how we went from the Sixth Sense to Oppenheimer, but anyway, Anyways. my number five is uh, a movie that is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, not near the top, I don't recall, but it, it is some one that I've talked about several times in the podcast. Uh, I think all of my top five I've talked about a lot on the podcast, so just kind of strap in. But it's from a different perspective, so it's totally different. My number five is Drive, not just because it rhymes, but because it's such a perfect vibe movie. Like you put on Drive or you start watching Drive for the first time and and the first scene, the, the bank robbery or heist or whatever, and when he does the driving and goes to the ball game, uh, basketball game, and, and all of the credits, the music, everything is just so perfect. And I l- just love how you feel watching it. I mean, it was a movie that feels like it was tailored for me. Mm-hmm. I love, I like a lot of Nicholas Winding Reference stuff, but Drive is head and shoulders above the rest. And I was, I just remember seeing it the first time, really digging the beginning the first half and it's kind of a cool romance movie but also some underlying crime stuff and then it just turns into a super violent vengeance movie and i was just my jaw dropped i was grinning ear to ear and immediately in love with this movie (laughs) and so i would very much enjoy that again i enjoy the movie every time i watch it but at that first time and not knowing where it's going I think that it it unfolds in a very unique way that is so enjoyable to see that first time that I would love to do that again. Oh, I thought I had a burp. Yeah, you you do. You and I both mention a lot of the same movies, but get over it, people. We love these movies. Okay, (laughs) we're always going to find a reason to to put them into a conversation. We just will. It's like Jake with wrestling shenanigans <laughs> macho three way. years later and he's still doing it so oh yeah <laughs> um drive was unique that first i had no clue what that movie was even about when i mm-hmm. saw it that first time i just remember being in the theater 
and just being like, what am I watching? Like, <laughs> but at the same time feeling like, am I the only one really enjoying this? Cause I'm really <laughs> enjoying this and I can't yeah. tell, I can't, I can't get a good feel from the people around me. Um, that would be cool. So that's like a real nostalgic one for you then of just going back Kinda. to that, like how fun it was not knowing what to actually expect from that movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like that. That's good. It's been a while since I watched drive. Oh, I need to rewatch watch. it. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that pick. That would be so cool. Jake. Man, we need a time machine. Can someone make a time machine just so that we can go just back so and rewatch these for the go first watch time? movies? That would be great. <laughs> we're, we're yeah, we're not going to do anything to like alter the course of history. We just want to go and watch yeah. these movies again. I don't give a fuck about killing Hitler. I'm not going to save anybody. <laughs> I just want to go watch Star Wars in the theater in 1977. That would be cool. That would be cool. Watching Jaws in the theater in 1977 would be really cool. Yeah, and you know what I would really like to do, man. Just to do it like once or twice is go way back and watch yeah. like the old Three Stooges shorts before a film. Mm -hmm. Like go into that kind of theater <laughs> setting. That would be cool. Do you do you do this? Like I do this more often than I should. Where I'm think of like, man, what was it like seeing these movies that I love on VHS and DVD and Blu-ray? Mm -hmm but that came out way before I was born, I would love to see it in the theater. Oh, like the week it released. That's yeah. That would be damn amazing. near half of the movies that I watch. I'm like, yeah. God. And you see the like old photos of people just like wrapped around the building out the door. All yeah, this stuff, dude. And it, it looks so cool. It's always in my mind. Always. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> uh, so I never got to see. Jurassic Park when it was first released in the theaters because I wasn't yeah. allowed to. Yeah. But I remember when they re-released it in 3D as much as I hate 3D. They did it in like 2000. Oh, man, it was like two or three years before Jurassic World came out. Okay. They did like a re-release into theaters, but it was the 3D like whatever. Yeah. I hate 3D, folks. I fucking <laughs> hate it. It's so worthless. Don't waste your money. That being said, <laughs> when I found out Jurassic Park was re-releasing in 3D mm -hmm. in a theater in my hometown, I left work early to go <laughs> watch that movie in the theater because I was like, it's the only one I never mm -hmm. saw on the big screen. I have to be able to say I saw yeah. it on the big screen. <laughs> yeah. And I got to tell you, I didn't care about the 3D, but that watching that T-Rex break out of the compound on the big screen mm. was like, this is everything I thought it was going to be. It's yeah. Hearing so that good. sound on those speakers <laughs> would be choice. for sure. Oh man. So it, there's something about going to the theater. It's so glorious. It just is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we sound so old <laughs> to talk. About I know, but I don't care in the theater. And, and I agreed though, Jake, I do it. <laughs> Anytime that I pop a movie in that is like pre Toy Story, so what pre nineteen ninety four, P like your 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 time frame is is A T S 
or BTS. <laughs> that's right. how you. That's how your time frame is dated. <laughs> I, I have no shame. I don't care. Uh, yeah, there's so many movies that I would love to just yeah. be able to go and see on that screen, whether yeah. they're big action pieces or like silly movies with Jerry Lewis. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to just. That would be such a cool experience. It, yeah, so many of the movies that I love the most. I was introduced to on VHS in my parents' basement. And so it would be incredible to see them. It'd be incredible. (sighs) (laughs) Can someone please make a time machine? I need to do this. That would be ideal. Thank you very much. Um, Well, my number four is also one a lot like that where I would have loved to be able to watch this in the theater even though it was technically a flop when it was released in the theaters. Mm. Um, But I would have loved to have been around a mass group of people. This is another movie with just, it's perfect. And Mm -hmm. I have talked about this movie so many times on this show and I will preach this movie till the (laughs) day I fucking die because I'm still trying to learn the lessons from this movie. (laughs) But I will never forget Again, I I managed to make it without having this movie spoiled for me. And so I got to watch it fresh eyes. First time I saw Fight Club was just Mm. unreal. I watched it by myself late at night. I had heard so many people not spoil the movie. They just flat out told me, like, Mm -hmm. you need this movie. Like, you (laughs) need to watch this movie. And I was like, fine. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but i will say it till i'm blue in the face and dead in the ground but tyler durden is a goddamn hero <laughs> <laughs> yep yep that yeah our fight just... club our fight club episode that we did where we just dissected the whole thing is is one of my favorites yeah that we, we got deep into possible meetings potential meetings who's this person are they real or not uh, right it was a wild ride it was a it was a great I, I loved loved that discussion about fight club it i'm with you that's one of my favorite episodes that we've done um but that movie is just i i will never forget when the when it ended and that final my my favorite line in the movie is the last line of the film is just mm-hmm. that like you met me at a very interesting time in my life like <laughs> holy shit the song that plays the imagery, the line, just everything. And then the, the splice is just the cherry on top of just like absurdity. And just to remind you of the ridiculousness of all of it. Mm -hmm. Dude. Yeah. I don't know if there was a movie at that time that I became so obsessed that I forced so many people (laughs) to watch this movie. It was like, Someone would ask me, hey, you want to hang out? And my words out of my mouth would be like, we're watching Fight Club. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm bringing Fight Club over. (laughs) You have to watch Fight Club. I remember making my dad watch it. And when it ended, he was just like, that's a psycho movie. And I was like, (laughs) I know, but like in the best way. (laughs) I can't get over Fight Club. I would love to rewatch it for that first time again, just to have it just Mm -hmm. blow my mind the way it did. I mean, it always does, mm-hmm. but just to like experience that re- that surge of just this movie is so much greater than just a badass film. Like, I'm in my mid thirties, 
there's so many lessons in that movie that I'm still trying to like learn. I know what they are, but I need to just like Durden tells the narrator, you got to let go. And I'm just yeah. trying Tyler. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I love fight club. It's so good. It's so good. <sighs> so yeah, there is no way that movie was not on my list. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, my number four is I hadn't considered everything we've talked about recently of actually going back in time and seeing it in a theater. Just seeing it at home for the first time would be great. I don't even remember the first time I watched this movie. It's oh, it has to be one of my most rewatched movies. I watch this movie all the time, um, not just w once a year, but at least once a year. I watch it multiple times a year. So I'd be very curious about what that newness feels like for this movie in particular. So okay. my number four is Die Hard. Oh, hell yeah. It's an absolute <laughs> standard of a movie. But it's also, I mean, I think that I imagine if I were to rewatch it now or watch it now for the first time, that it would be with the same childlike wonder and enjoyment and just those little kid giddy eyes of this is awesome i love this <laughs> that's all i can imagine and i just i want to experience that i'm i don't know that that's what i felt at the first time because i don't even remember when i watched it but it's just kind of been a movie that's always been a part of my life as long as i can remember i guess which is oh, weird to say for an r-rated movie but also I, I don't have a great memory of my like anything past you know <laughs> 10 minutes ago so that's part of it um that's so good oh, i love die hard too <laughs> oh. i'm with you though there are a handful of movies and i i left them off of this list because i don't have a memory of the first time i watched it like the indiana mm. jones trilogy i don't remember the first time i watched all three of them They've mm -hmm. just always been a part of my life. Back to the future is that way for me too, where it's like, I, it's as if I was just kind of like, it was just a part <laughs> of my genes. Like the first yeah. Batman movie with Michael Keaton. I don't remember yeah. the first time I watched it, but Batman's my first memory. Right. Like just part of life. Die Hard is in that vein too, where you're just like, <laughs> I knew who John McClane was when I was like seven, eight years old. I probably right. shouldn't have. <laughs> But I did. He's a hero. What's <laughs> He's wrong with a that? hero. I think that would be cool. Just to know, like, what was I thinking the first time I saw that movie? I'm with you yeah. on that one. Yeah, oh, it would dude. be very interesting. Die Hard's so good. Hans Gruber is still just, he's one of the greatest. Oh, undeniably <sighs> the best. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You could do the whole monologue if we let you. Let's move on. <laughs> I did in high I school. Know. I did the monologue. <laughs> so good. Sorry. Sorry. I told you, Jake. I was super stoked about this episode. I when we decided to do this one, man, I was like, this is gonna be a weird one. Like, I'm not yeah. sure how I'm gonna approach this. I just yeah. started pulling out tons of movies. I've been watching so many of them. The more I was watching and just kind of like revisiting that memory of the first time watching these, the more excited about this episode I got. Mm -hmm. 
and the more excited about all of the movies. I was like, oh my god, this is like, I mean, my love for film is always way up there, but this is like, like a refueling it. It's so right. good. Oh. Right. It's yeah. It's like putting your mind back in that the early days of your childlike wonder and yeah and experiencing all of those things for the first time all of the greatest things for the first time which is the best place to be in it's not like we just watched i don't like an average movie like uh, mm -hmm. something fast and the furious or something and be like yeah it was fine but no our parents were showing us the creme de la creme of movies <laughs> on vhs at our house and we're like this is great. This is great. This is great. I love <laughs> it's, all of this. <laughs> it's this is a, I need to remember this movie. Yeah. I need to remember that Casablanca is incredible. Like right. I need to know that African Queen is one of the coolest movies ever. <laughs> Look those movies up, kids. Yeah, two great Bogart movies. Yep. Ah, oh, all right. I'm gonna warn you. Okay. My top three uh -huh. are a little on the emotional side. Okay. Oh, man. I'll balance it out because mine are not. <laughs> yes. All right. So my number three. Unfortunately, to talk about number three, this wasn't just... This was such a unique experience uh, for something that I was going into already knowing, like my emotions were going to be really high watching this movie, but mm -hmm. everything that happened within like 16 hours before you and I went. And so while well, all of us went and saw this movie was mm -hmm. unlike anything I think we've experienced. <laughs> um, so unfortunately you have to start this experience off with tragedy. So it's number three, not because of the tragedy, but other reasons. But you can't bring it up without bringing this up. So number three is The Dark Knight Rises. Not Dark Knight, but Rises. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, watching this movie, I remember hearing about the shooting in Aurora yeah. at the midnight showing. And my ex-wife... We had mutual friends texting me because everyone knew you, Christy, myself, and a couple of our other friends. We were going to it. We were going to it on IMAX, right? Opening night, right? And I, I, every coworker I had, everyone was texting or telling me the whole next day after the shooting was like, "You can't go. Why would mm -hmm. you go?" Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling almost like it was our. This sounds weird. Mm -hmm but it almost felt like it was our duty. Like we owed it to the victims yeah. to go see this movie. Yeah. And also that you can't let that terrorist win. Like, right. Make people afraid to go and participate in this great and social thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was, I remember being adamant and just being like, if, if every one of our friends, all of the friends, bail out. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going, I will drive to the IMAX by myself. I'm going like <laughs> no one is stopping me from this movie. One, I'd need to yeah. see the conclusion of my favorite trilogy. Uh, but right. more importantly, fuck that guy. Right. <laughs> like, how dare you think you can take this away from so many people? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I remember 
when we got to the theater, I remember so many cops. Yeah. Like I remember it was like all of Denver PD was mm-hmm. in the theater, but we knew all of Denver PD, all of the police departments around the country were like flooding theaters just in case. Yeah. But I remember still feeling kind of calm and just not that excitement for the movie itself hadn't been wavered. But this takes number three on a happier note, because when the theater piled in, we were sitting in our IMAX seats, which that movie on IMAX is still like <laughs> one of the loudest and most yeah. insane freaking things I've ever watched. Yeah. <laughs> but that movie was like, that hit such a deep chord for me watching that movie, watching the conclusion of Nolan's trilogy and Bale's tenure as Batman. I was just in awe. And I know Mm -hmm. Christy has told me she's never really like explained what she means by it, but I know she has told me and our other friends have told me too. watching me watch that movie was like Mm -hmm. crazy or just enjoyable. And I I don't know what I looked like. I imagine it was just (laughs) wide eyed wonder and astonishment and just like so into this film. Yeah. Having you enjoy it so much, I think, made everybody else enjoy it so much more. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Uh, (laughs) But this one, it takes number three because I understood pretty quick into that film the true importance of that trilogy to me. And we won't, I won't go into it here. Uh, If we ever do a deep dive in that trilogy, that will be a very deep dive into that trilogy from your truly. But that movie, I understood like this movie is so much deeper than a Batman or a Bruce Wayne story. Right. This is like, it felt personal. Right. It felt like it was trying to explain something, not just to me, but to all of us of like, you can't let yourself stay broken. Right. And that's why it took number three. Cause every time I, I, I've yet to get through the third movie without tearing up during it. <laughs> like it's, it's so powerful to me. Yeah. And uh, I remember the car ride home after we saw the movie, cause I rode with you guys. Mm-hmm. And I remember it going through, like, we'd talk about it, and then it'd be quiet. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know about you guys, but when I would go quiet, it was just processing the trilogy as a whole and just yeah. processing, like, holy crap. I think I finally <laughs> truly, truly, truly understand why Batman means so much to me and why this these three movies in particular mean so much. So that yeah. whole experience of just, like, going from such a horrific act of terror to being immersed into the story of like overcoming terror Mm -hmm. was just, it hit me. It it just built me up. Kind of, of, maybe it's serendipity or just worked so well together. Cause I'm sure it wasn't intentional by any means to be so closely related, but the, the content or the top, the, conversation and the emotion of it all is very closely related and one the movie kind of resolves the actual real life event in a, in a way that mm-hmm. helps you work through it and helps you get past it and yeah you can absolutely just even though it ha- that terrible thing happened 24 hours ago you can sit in that same theater a similar theater 
in a similar area and just let go and and go along for the ride and enjoy yeah. it so much because you just i don't know feel feel engrossed feel safe in it and all that good stuff yeah but yeah just and that was like for us i mean we had the conclusion of like lord of the rings but we knew when when we saw the conclusion of that franchise everyone knew how that franchise ended so it was right. like yeah it's emotional it's powerful was not original but this was like this was new this was like the mm -hmm. first conclusion to a very deep and meaningful series and that was like so unique for me yeah I'm just how yeah do you and it's about this? the character we care about the most in the world so <laughs> right and the best representation of him ever made to that point <laughs> yeah, at least right. it so was it funny. was just all around just being having to start off from such a a tragedy and having this movie be so powerful and its message of just picking ourselves up, picking each other up, standing mm -hmm. for what's actually correct and right and good. Yeah. Um, it was just, this movie is so powerful to me. It's so good. If we ever deep dive, I'll do a whole crazy <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely be a one episode per movie kind of a deep dive, but mm -hmm. I'm here for it. That would be awesome. Um, okay, my number three... I'm going to try to cheat a little bit, and I'll see how you feel about it. I always laugh, because you and I always try to find a loophole or a cheat. Somehow, we do If it. you If you oppose it, because Krista did say, that doesn't count, so I understand. I have a, I have a backup a situation. I'm confused so, right now. So my number three is one of my favorite series of all time. It is a series of movies, a franchise that has, they're all equally great and there's no bad apples or there's no problem and and it's a series that i'm always just as excited to see the next one come out in and so my cheat is that i would like to see the whole john wick series for the first time <laughs> all and four movies for the first all time four again movies for the first time again that would be great if that doesn't count any given one of them would be fine by me honestly <laughs> because it's been almost 10 years since the first one came out. It's I think that the movie's impact on action movies is just, it will be noticeable forever. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like when we watched Seven Samurai for the first time and did that whole podcast on it. We watched it for the first time 70 years after that movie came out. But it's still obviously a great movie that holds up because of how well it was originally done it seven samurai shook me in the best way dude like mm -hmm. that was an experience alone i almost put it on this but i was like too recent too recent <laughs> too recent for a movie from 1954 or whatever well right but for like the first time i've seen it yeah I, yeah uh... yeah for sure uh, yeah, I think that I don't think that John Wick has the same like character depth as Seven Samurai, but I think overall my love for it, the world, the story, the everything mm -hmm. is so incredible that uh, I would just I would just like that very much to see all of that for the first time again. So if you had, would you? I think I already know how you're going to answer it because it's obvious <laughs> to me. Uh, it's how I would do it if I rewatch the all four for the first time, I would want to watch that whole, all four films for the first time back to back to back. Oh, hundred percent. Instead of watch one and then watch the night, you know, like yeah. wait a year or two, then watch it. Right. 
I would marathon it would the shit be, out of that. It would be an incredible <laughs> first marathon. That's what I did a lot as a kid. Uh, yeah. Like if my mom went to visit her family, whatever, my dad and I would go to Showtime Video. He's like, I guess we're watching all of the Alien movies now <laughs> <laughs> for the first time. It's, it's, my my dad and I wouldn't do like a full. Well, no, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> But yeah, it would like, be I guess like, we're watching all the Jaws movies, even though one is in 3D and it sucks terribly. We just so you're going to watch Jaws, and then we're going to watch Jaws two and Jaws 3D and Jaws four. <laughs> like this is what we did. And my, so, my dad would be, uh, well, your mom's not home tonight, so uh, so we're going to watch you know, whatever. We're going to watch Predator and Caddyshack. We're going to watch Animal House. <laughs> like every time watching one of those movies, I would think like. This isn't an appropriate movie, man, is it? Like, <laughs> but is they're my probably dad all trying of, to. <laughs> it's all of his favorite movies that he can't watch with your mom, I imagine. Right, because she hates all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm going to watch this. You can watch it if you want, even though you're. <laughs> right, like, you're, you're stuck with me right now, kids. So yeah. this is what we're doing. <laughs> I imagine that's how it's going to be when I'm, like, as a parent now, I'm th considering those things. I'm like, you're probably old enough for this movie. <laughs> Like I, I, I yeah, sure. I think you could handle it. Let me know if you can't, because we'll just try it. I'm gonna tell you this right now. And this is from experience. Even <laughs> recent experience. <laughs> there are gonna be so many movies where your memory <laughs> is like, I love this movie. I remember this movie so well, like mm -hmm. I can't wait to show the kid. And then all the jokes that you were like, <laughs> oh, God, every scene that you covered your eyes. But then mm -hmm. when you saw later and you just didn't think anything of it, suddenly they are glaring. And you're like, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, because that happened to me this last week. We were like, hey, maybe we should put an animated movie on and just, you know, chill out for a little bit. Uh, with the kid, he's just over one. He's 14 months or whatever. And we're like, well, we'll pick a wholesome animated movie. It'll be fine. And I'm like, well, so many Disney movies are so scary. We can't watch any of those. <laughs> but I'm like, Five Old Goes West is a very wholesome and great movie. It's about this kid. He, this kid mouse, he goes to the Old West. He becomes a cowboy. It's so much fun. Immediately in the beginning, there are cats terrorizing the whole mouse village and it's the scariest thing. And John Cleese is this little marionette and he's trying to entice these mice to go to West. And it's definitely very scarily done. And my wife is like, this is a terrible choice. I can't believe you picked this. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's not what see, I remembered. See, that makes me feel, feel a little bad. So when my, my daughter was like one to, well, that first year, year and a half, when she'd have a hard time sleeping some nights, if like rocking wouldn't work, singing, mm -hmm. whatever, laying in the crib with her wouldn't work, whatever the case. Mm -hmm. There were plenty of nights where I would take her down <laughs> to the living room, I'd sit in the recliner, and I would pop in like any kind of Schwarzenegger action movie <laughs> and be like, you'll sleep through it. And sure as shit, she would fall asleep. Well, she would fall asleep if I put something scary on. She'd fall asleep pretty quick. <laughs> If yeah. I put in a, an Arnold film, she would be right awake watching the whole thing. And the whole time I'd tell myself, like, she's not old enough to retain any, like, oh, that guy just <laughs> All of these up. people dying? She's yeah. not going to retain this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
it's it's a learned thing that I'm still I I'm just never gonna have a good grasp on it, and I think <laughs> I'm making my peace with that. Yeah, there's probably not a right way to do it. That's I just kind of I chalk it up now to like if there's a bunch of like sex or any nudity, mm-hmm. like I'm probably not gonna watch that with my kid. Like, <laughs> yeah, we. There's been a few that we've watched together that'll have a scene that I completely forgot about, like when I introduced her to Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Um, mm-hmm. And that was definitely a moment where I, it was like a, a fucking movie or show where I couldn't hold the remote and you're <laughs> like fumbling and trying to find it. it and you're yeah. like, oh my God, everything's so much worse. And by the time I had the remote, the scene was over and my daughter mm-hmm. had been exposed to the whole thing. And I'm like... <laughs> What have I done? What have I done? What have I done? Yeah, you're like, cover your eyes. <laughs> I did shout at her, cover your eyes. It's a loud scene, though. So she does this, yeah. and you still hear all the bed thumping and the moaning and the grunting. And you're like, I mean, the scene lasts for 15 seconds. But when you're a parent fumbling for a remote, mm-hmm. it's an eternity of just shame. I remember my mom trying to do that and and yeah, the the cover your eyes works, but then you can't do anything about the noise and show she would like be yelling or singing over <laughs> trying to drown it out. And uh, yeah, it never worked. It never worked. It just never works. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, John Wick is a great series of movies <laughs> that I really enjoy. <laughs> it We're is an amazing series. It's yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, potentially like the action genre savior almost, yeah. or at least yeah. a much healthy boost in the action genre that we needed. So yeah, all for it, had it died off so much. And like, I guess it was trying to find its identity from the like nineties, eighties, Arnold Stallone action movies. Then it was like, you know, nineties, early two thousands trying to figure out what action should be. And maybe it's super realistic or super violent or super whatever. And I think John Wick just found the balance of realistic, but also not and fun and fantasy and and story. And yeah, it's just great on all levels. It so really I, is. I really wish I could see it again for the first time. And I'm not going to, I am going to brag. I almost texted you to be like, because when I challenged myself not to put the Dark Knight or the Matrix on, I almost uh-huh. text you and be like, I'm going to do this. That means you can't have John Wick on your list either. <laughs> yeah. I, but I did had, it. If I would. But you did. And, so uh, did. and I'm going to disagree with your wife. I think that is a very valid pick. I, I'm you. all for that pick. 100%. Thank sir. you. I will 100%. tell her right after this. That's right. <laughs> All right, my number two. <laughs> I, now, two. I prefaced two. You brought up the wrestling thing earlier, so I had to do it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> or you did. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> um, my number two, it's funny that I prefaced top three with like, they're a little bit on the emotional side because my number two is not an emotional movie at all. Okay. But the day I saw it was a very high emotional day. And this movie was like the perfect antidote to it. The perfect just cherry on top. Bring me back. Make me feel great about everything again. 
And uh, not to get sappy, but I have you and Christy to thank for my number two. It's potentially my favorite movie that the three of us ever saw together. Yeah. And I think about it every time I watch this movie. It's one of the funniest <laughs> movies in my opinion. Um, but pop star never stop, never stopping is my yeah. number two. That's the one I thought you were leading into at three when you were like, Oh, it was an emotional day leading up to it. But then when oh, we yeah. all went and watched a movie together. I was like, Oh, it's pop star. <laughs> Yeah, pop stars my number two because that went from and i'm not going to go into the details luckily you know all the details yeah um but i was down i was not in a great state of mind um it was a rough day and i remember kind of on a whim you and i went and grabbed some food and on a yeah. whim we were like should we go see a movie well what's playing and we were like mm -hmm. well pop stars playing it's supposed to make fun of pop music i guess it'll probably suck yeah. but whatever it's the lonely island guys can't it's, be that bad yeah and uh did we have to text christy to meet us at the theater or was she yeah yeah no it was just you and me and we're like hey we're going to a movie are you i forget if she was busy or something before i'm like are you free yet and she's like yeah i'll meet you there and uh yeah <laughs> we all rolled up to see pop star and it was great and it was amazing i <laughs> I might embellish it in my memory a little bit, but I remember like the whole theater just laughing and just, I remember the three of us, especially being so taken off guard yeah. with the songs and some <laughs> of the jokes of just being like, are you allowed to make this joke? Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. you are. And I'm so glad they did it. Uh, that whole experience and the movie itself was just, it's, I, have no complaints about that movie. I think it's like one of the funniest fucking things ever made. And <laughs> and just the the movie itself, this is one where like that movie and the experience, the two combined, is one of my favorite memories. And just experiencing that kind of like relief and emotional release. Yeah. Because it was so cathartic. Just like having that kind of laughter after such a high emotional day was like they're not kidding laughter is some of the greatest like healing Medicine. things ever and this movie that experience is definitive proof to me of that statement yeah. so i have you and and christy to thank for my number two <laughs> uh we've seen a lot of movies together but i think pop star is one of my favorites yeah <laughs> not my I, favorite <laughs> i totally agree it was one of the best experiences ever and that would be very fun to go back to <laughs> It is, yeah, it is one of those movies that I just remember dying laughing in the theater at. And uh, there's a handful of movies that I remember that about. And so, yeah, it's like high up there. tears, you had the cramps because you just like, <laughs> when they come out singing, uh, she wanted me to fuck her like we fucked Bin Laden. Like, oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just listening to the, the soundtrack like not even watching the movie but listening to the, to the songs still makes me laugh oh 100 percent, 100 so yeah that's that's my number two it was just it was one of the like most healing just feel good moments i i had had in a while up to that point and that movie alone the jokes the songs mm -hmm. it's just i would love to experience that kind of <laughs> laughter again and that kind of feeling again yeah uh, 
maybe skip like the being real down moment, but that kind of joyful laughter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible that that is the reason that it was such a strong, positive experience and and the laughter was so strong and the, the joy was so real is, is the, the dip and then going up to the (laughs) highest of highs. (laughs) I think that, uh, that certainly is, is possible. I still laugh really hard every time I watch it. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. It's so good. <laughs> uh, my number two is the first of the two that you said didn't count and I shouldn't have on my list. No, I no. I said I list. chose not to have them on mine. <laughs> anyway, I well, was I chose myself. to have them and I don't have any challenge whatsoever. I did what was easiest and the most right <laughs> in my mind. Wow. So I, ch- <laughs> I chose... The Dark Knight at number two, primarily because uh, when that movie came out, I just remember being the most excited I've ever been in a theater to see a movie. Yeah, and and the lead up was incredible. The having seen Batman Begins was great. Knowing there's a sequel, knowing all the Heath Ledger Joker stuff was incredible, and then. Like watching some of the teasers, not really wanting to watch the trailers, wanting to go in fresh, all that good stuff. Just sitting in the theater and having it start and having it start the way it starts, which is one of the best openings of all time, uh, is was just one of the best experiences. And I saw that movie in the theater multiple times. I saw it in normal format. I saw it in IMAX. I saw, and every time it was just incredible. And it's one of those movies that just the the seeing it for the first time stands out so strongly in my mind mm-hmm. and and that this is probably the most one like we talked about before of like it would be great to be transported back in time to yeah. that not see it at home for the first time now have that whole experience whole lead up whole everything and sit in the theater and have that anticipation build was was just incredible and it obviously assumes I have not seen Dark Knight Rises and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. It would need to be fresh for it to be just the most incredible thing ever again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was very hard to challenge myself not to put it on this list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but And I chose not to just because I've talked about it relentlessly. And guess what? It will never stop. Um, yeah. I trusted that you would bring it up. <laughs> Well, I didn't know. Uh, I mean, to say I, I don't, I didn't put the Dark Knight on my list, but I did put the Dark Knight Rises on my list. Like you're gonna talk about both. Of them Hell anyway. yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We already established you and I are always going to find some way to like. <laughs> to, we're gonna talk about what we want to. It's our show. Yeah, we're yeah. allowed. Um, <laughs> that I that first time watching the Dark Knight, uh, I remember we went to the midnight showing and I had been so, I mean, I'm with you. I was the most excited to see a movie in the theater. That was the movie. Yeah. And like you, I tried not to watch hardly any of the trailers. They had the standard teaser and then they, I only remember like one real trailer Mm -hmm. that didn't really show too much. They hinted at two face They, you know, you knew Joker was in it. That was the whole thing. Um, and everyone wanted to see 
Heath Ledger as Joker because it was such a mm-hmm. odd casting choice when they made it. But I remember when the images came out of him and the makeup mm-hmm. and everyone had it like a unanimous of just like, oh shit, what? Oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. I remember sitting in the chair and you know, they're playing the stupid commercials before the trailers. And then the, I remember the lights went out and I had goosebumps and I remember the trailers finished. I don't remember what trailers ever played on in front of it. doesn't matter, but I no. do remember being like, who fucking cares? Just get on with the movie. Like mm-hmm. stop making me wait longer for this movie. Mm-hmm. And then those blue flames. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that single long note of violin or whatever it is. Of whatever that string and yeah, that whole heist opening. I that whole movie, there were so many times in the theater where it was just like you could have heard a pin drop mm-hmm. on like you would have heard it connect with the carpet. Right. Everyone was so engaged with that movie. <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That movie was. See, folks, the Dark Knight trilogy. <laughs> it's just, it's a perfect trilogy. We'll have to put a deep dive on the calendar. That's just all that it comes down to. Yeah, yeah, we should. But I love your pick. I had trusted and hoped that you would have it somewhere <laughs> on your list. And if you weren't, I was like, well, I'm going to bring up Rises, which is going to be a very easy segue into dark Knight, so we're talking about it regardless yeah 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 (laughs) i obviously love your pick (laughs) good all right number one number one is a happy emotional one and i think it's hilarious that you and i spent a good amount of time talking about watching movies with kids or our parents and doing all this because my number Mm -hmm. one is actually my daughter's first time going to the theater. Okay. That experience. And the fact that I love this movie, it's so good. And I was super excited for it. And it's hilarious and all that, but taking her to that theater for the first time was magical. I, I loved watching her just, walk into the theater and just being like oh my god what is this place and she got her to this day she still gets us she gets her her blue raspberry icy the size has has gone up because she's not like a little kid anymore but i remember we went up we made it a whole deal she got her own popcorn she got her blue raspberry icy we made our (laughs) way to our seats And, and i remember watching her see the size of the screen for the first time before anything's even playing on it. Yeah. And she was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. It was just, <sighs> it's such a magical experience. It was so cool. And, and such a joy and such a unique bonding or well, I shouldn't say unique, but such a meaningful bonding moment with her and I. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number one is wreck it. Ralph. It okay. was my daughter's first movie in the theater. The first time her and I went to the theater together, together to, to watch a movie. And just, it helped that the movie is fantastic. And that was before, like, these video game characters that we grew up with start have now have, they have their own movies. They're 
yeah. extra popular now. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph had all the cameos that right. were exciting that you were like, well, we're never going to get a, another Mario movie. So have him Bowser <laughs> at this like bad guys, uh, like community thing, support, support group. group. Yeah. Like what a great cameo. We're never going to have a Sonic movie. And Sonic is like in their terminal mm -hmm. where the games interact. <laughs> uh, it was just everything about it. The movie itself, having my kid there, it was truly magical and I'll never forget the ending of that movie. The final like line of the movie to this day makes mm -hmm. me cry. I don't have any shame about it. It's <laughs> beautiful. It's perfect. And I think about that first time watching it because when that last line was said, I remember looking down at my daughter and just being like, it's perfect. The mm -hmm. whole thing was just perfect. So it, it I knew from the get go, this was my number one, uh, especially when I was like, not half a matrix or dark Knight. I was like, wreck it. Ralph has taken the cake. Cause yeah. what a, a, an incredible thing. Movie lover introducing his kid to the theater, you know, my happy place as she puts it. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just so perfect. So perfect. Yeah. That's incredible. I love that. I'm excited <laughs> for that in the future. All right. My number one is of course the other one that you didn't have on your list. So luckily for you, you get to talk about it still. Uh, <laughs> Kind of for the same reason as The Sixth Sense, even though there's no twist in it. I put The Matrix as my number one movie mm -hmm. that I wish I could see for the first time again. Because for some reason, I don't know, I wasn't really aware of this movie coming out when it came out. And so I ended up seeing it super late because I kept seeing clips of it. I kept seeing oh, yeah. like all of the big fight scenes, all of the big, like iconic lines and stuff, just clips of those on. I mean, it's one of those movies that they seem to play in Best Buy on every HDTV they were trying to sell or every DVD. Uh, it was like the poster child for DVD. And so they would just played it all the time and you saw it everywhere. It kind of took over the world because it's the matrix. Mm -hmm. And so commercials and all these other things were referencing it and and so I just remember seeing clips of like Morpheus talking to Neo in the chair and be like, what is that movie? I don't even know what movie that is. And eventually figuring out, oh, there's a movie called The Matrix and watching it and it being incredible, but there were so many of the camera tricks and all of the incredible moments that I was like, yeah, I saw that. Okay, now I know all the filler parts and right. that kind of now you know the story. <laughs> yeah, and I make a, a, get a complete story and it's absolutely fantastic. But to have seen it like the day it came out in the theater would have been, I think, mind blowing even mm -hmm. more so. So that would have been very, very fun. I th it makes perfect sense to me that you excluded it from your list. It is uh, your number one favorite movie of all time, uh, which we did talk about previously. So I totally get that. But it, it's, it had to be at my number one just because it is so huge and so deep and we did do a whole matrix episode and i love that one just as much as the the fight club episode and all the other yeah. ones so it's, there's a lot to it and it seems like that perfect kind of movie for this topic so i had to put it number oh, one. Oh, 100 percent um yeah i that was another big challenge for me because the Matrix was the first rated R movie I saw in the theater. You know, my okay. dad and my brother took me to to go see it. And 
I remember not really understanding it that first time, no. um, but just not caring. Right. I was just so like drawn into it. It's just that movie is just mind blowing to me mm. <laughs> in more ways than just it being a mind blowing movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that the matrix is always like, it's, it is my number one favorite movie. And it's uh, my daughter and I, we were talking about one day because I like to tease her with it because she didn't like it because it just she's always like, Dad, it hurt my brain. My brain still yeah. hurts from that movie. And I'm like, I get it. It's like, that's one of those that I've told her when you're older. Yeah. Watch it again. Like, I will sure. always encourage you to watch this when you're older. After you've gone through some stuff, watch it again. Yeah. But she did ask me. She was like, why do you love it so much? And, and I, I know I talked about it on our deep dive. Um kind of the philosophy behind the matrix for me and how I view it. And when I told her the way I view that movie and what it makes me, how it challenges me on how my perception is and stuff. And mm -hmm. uh, after I told her that I she just kind of sat there and she's just like, Whoa, <laughs> it's like, I know it's like, this is what this movie, like, this is why it's brilliant. Sound um, like Keanu Reeves there. I know I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the matrix was, unique i mean seeing mm -hmm. sentinels flying around for the first time that was crazy watching the nebuchadnezzar yeah. like go through all the tunnels and the old sewer you know it, yeah that was nuts yeah just being taken out of what you think is the normal story yeah into a totally different world and learning all this new stuff it blows your brain out it blows your brain um i have to say you know, watching the bullet time scene on the roof where Neo dodges for the first time, yeah. that was like, holy crap. <laughs> um, Trinity, the opening fight scene with Trinity and the agents, mm -hmm. that was uh, always going to be killer. But the scene that I think was the coolest to watch on the big screen wasn't the lobby scene. It would be when Neo first controls the helicopter crash when he first yeah. starts to learn that he can manipulate it, watching that on mm. that size of the screen was just like, holy hell, this <laughs> yeah. is insane. Le yeah. Going from like when they're dropping Morpheus onto the rooftop, the whole crash, that whole sequence was just like, yeah, this is one of the wildest and greatest things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm picturing every scene as you're talking about it. Absolutely. Ah. <laughs> uh, we have great lists, sir. I agree. I agree. Now, if only it was possible, like you said, if it's a time machine, whatever. Amnesia, I'll take it. Like As I get older, <laughs> maybe that's the thing. If I get dementia and it goes all notebook style, then I'll just rewatch The Matrix every day, and it'll be okay. great. I'll live a very happy life. You're always going to be like, holy hell. <laughs> I'll just have a note that says, hey, have you ever seen The Matrix? And I'll be like, no, I haven't. And I'll <laughs> pop it in. <laughs> It'll be like Memento all over again. <laughs> right. Um, this was another one where I have probably way too many like honorable mm -hmm. mentions like that you and I do. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll try to shrink it okay. down. I'm going to go with like probably the most recent one. And I'm kind of shocked you or I didn't bring it up just in conversation in general. Yeah. Um, particularly when I brought up 
free guy just being like a complete theater experience again. Yeah. Uh, I debated having Top Gun Maverick on this. Oh, yeah. Super recent. Because that was, I think, Maverick completely reminded audiences why you see a movie on the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have this like subtle theory that it single-handedly ended the pandemic in a way that everyone was like nervous to like be in a theater or whatever. But then Top Gun Maverick came out and everybody's like, fuck it, I'll risk it. I'll go to the theater and just to see what everybody's talking about. And then everybody did and they're like, man, I missed this. This was so great, so fun, so magical. Uh, we should just do it more often. And yeah. uh, and nothing bad happened. And we just kind of got back to normal life because of it. Yeah, Maverick was, if anything, it deserves at least the honorable mention or just any kind of mention of like, yeah, that was a true theater experience i sitting in the chair watching it on those scenes where the jets are going you know they're hitting the g's it (laughs) felt i remember just watching the movie and like feeling weight in my back and shoulders (laughs) and being like why do i feel like i'm being pressed into the chair i'm in a theater like uh, (laughs) oh absolutely so i just wanted to at least give it credit because that just like fucking tom cruise man (laughs) yeah he's pretty good at it um and then for not as uh recent Mm -hmm. um i i think it'd be so fun to go back and rewatch south park bigger longer and uncut for that first time (laughs) because that movie is like it mirrors Every one of us little kids that saw that movie in secret when we weren't supposed to, and then yeah. bragging about it to all of our friends at school mm. and thinking that we were amazing because we watched a movie that said words like fuck and shit. Right. And so we would say <laughs> it at school to be like, I learned this phrase at South Park, <laughs> uh-huh. uncle fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like, but watching that that first time, man. I, it felt so wrong. And at the same yeah. time was just like, this is amazing. And I still yeah. love the shit out of that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a good one. The Lord of the Rings trilogy has to be mentioned because just the scope, the beauty, the music, every piece of that trilogy is you and I have talked about it in length. It's never going to be matched. We're never yeah. going to have something like that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if they try to remake it or if the, what was that Amazon show they just tried to do or are Ring doing of pa- rings of power? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think their Amazon's going to do another thing that is not the trilogy or maybe they were rebooting it. I don't remember. It seemed like a bad idea, whatever it was. Very bad idea. Very bad idea. Um, and then the, the last two I would say would be, um it's a toss-up actually no okay okay uh watching jackass the movie for that first time yeah that would be so much fun to go and watch again for that first time because you just you didn't know what antics you were seeing 
because the previews only showed you like one or two because that's all they were technically allowed to show you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that that was another just like that that hard of laughter from mm. a whole room <laughs> of equally immature people. Yeah, it's so fun. Uh, it's such a like. I don't know. The way I felt about it is that Jackass the show was very kind of like underground. It was always on like late night MTV. Yeah, like, it was like it was barely a show. It seemed like <laughs> that's just a bunch of dudes with a camera crashing shopping carts into each other down a hill or some <laughs> shit, coming up with random ideas. So to have a movie from Hollywood, it seems like it's now like supposed to be bona fide it was like legitimized all of a yeah. sudden <laughs> and then you watch the movie you're like no it absolutely is not they just have a bigger budget and it's absolutely <laughs> right incredible. there's no story it was literally <laughs> just they threw more money at us so we did the mm -hmm. exact same thing that we've been doing but now it's like polished yeah -ish. slightly longer format yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> uh but that that experience was just so much fun and then uh <laughs> on a complete left turn rewatching training day would be an, a oh. unique experience for the first time, particularly yeah. because the timing of it was right after the big, remember the Titans boom. Mm -hmm. And I think our generation and even like our parents suddenly just associated Denzel Washington with like, the heroic goodness. guy, the goodness, yeah. the like the purity, the just he knows right from wrong, this this kind of driven man, yeah. uh inspirational man. And to go from that <laughs> to training day, I remember just being completely taken off guard and just <laughs> dumbfounded. Yeah. At his character. And that movie in general, that's still one of the most intense movies I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah rewatching that going back to just experience that that kind of like betrayal of assumption for yeah. this actor was a great <laughs> yeah. betrayal of assumption <laughs> oh absolutely yeah and it, it kind of expanded your perception to what's possible what he's capable of yeah. and all that it's incredible no i agree that's a great choice actually those are those are my honorables <laughs> Okay. Uh, I chose for my honorable mentions 1917 because it's just one of those. How's it going over there? <laughs> I, I like splashed water in my eyeball. <laughs> I'm trying to explain it, but also I'm like, see sorry. How I like corner of my eye. You just fumbling with your. <laughs> well, I, I picked it up and I was like, oh, it's backwards. Because I like thought I opened it, but I closed it. And then when I turned it and opened it, like a little bit went bleep right into my eye. Like, ah. you, okay, if anybody's listening to this as an audio podcast, you need the video version on YouTube and Spotify just to see Dustin in that moment. It was like the Three Stooges, but as one man in his own apartment. It was incredible. I have no shame. <laughs> so 1917 for me, I felt... It was an incredible experience. It's always an incredible experience, experience to see the visuals that Sam yeah. has put together and how he simulates just the such long cuts, uh, long takes of those scenes. It's just, it puts you in a, in, in the experience of world war one in a way that we haven't had since saving private Ryan did with world war two. And so 
that is is a phenomenal movie. I would love to see that again for the first time. Oh um, yeah, Napoleon Dynamite, which is the exact opposite. Oh my god! <laughs> I do remember seeing that in the theater for the first time and being like. I feel like I saw the randomest trailer on the internet when the internet was a baby and was like, this seems like a good idea to go to as like an MTV thing. I think I went with my sister and I was just like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but I love it. And uh, that's still how I feel when I watch it. It just kind of became <laughs> a part of me. And then uh, Cabin in the Woods is one of those movies oh, that man. just transcends the genre, transcends movies that you could always, I'll always watch it. It's another one of my probably most rewatched movies. Uh, I want to go back and know what it's like to see for the first time. Uh, very different from all those La La Land. Oh. Because it's just, maybe I will, some sadistic part of me wants to have my heart broken again when I believe that it's possible for them to get together. Spoiler for La La Land, they don't end up together and it's terrible. Uh, but also beautiful and lovely and I love that movie overall. Did I, uh, I would, man, that's a good one. If I got to rewatch that for the first time, I would have to put like a, a caveat on it because okay. the first time I watched La La Land, I had watched Hacksaw Ridge and then immediately <laughs> put in La La Land. Yeah. It's very hard <laughs> to get your brain to switch like yeah. emotions and go from this absolutely just brutal but so inspiring and yeah uplifting war film about this guy who's just stuck to what he believed in mm -hmm. to go from that the images in hacksaw ridge <laughs> to song and dance on the 401 in la like <laughs> the yeah. first time i saw it i could not get like i had a hard time getting into that opening song the first time i watched it yeah, you're like this. Do, you are all silly. This doesn't matter. There are people dying. On a <laughs> I was ridge. just like, I probably should have given myself like a five minute buffer at yeah, least. Yeah, palate cleanser or something. Yeah, but I did not. I just like <laughs> went right back to it. And uh, but La La Land's one of my. I mean, I've talked about it. It's yeah. my favorite musical. Uh, mm -hmm. Did I ever tell you about when I made my daughter watch it? No, I don't think so. Oh my god. Did she love, love it or hate this. it? <laughs> so I, I told her it's like it's a musical. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's like a love story. Yeah. It's about chasing dreams. It's about passion. She was like, okay. So we're watching it yeah. and she's like, This is cute. Like, this is a good movie, Dad. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and then the ending came up. The ass. She's like crying. And she <laughs> looks at me as I take the disc out, and I'm like, Wasn't that amazing? She goes, You fucking like that movie <laughs> yeah and i'm like what she's like why aren't they together she's like that's, that's a horrible ending. i was like <laughs> no like it's it's beautiful though like they learn who mm -hmm. they are with each other and then what they need to do when they're not with each other like yeah it, it's, you wonder if they could have if uh, things yeah and i'm like and it, it's about like they still they both still follow their dreams that they had pushed each other to do. I was like, nah, it's beautiful. It's it's grounded. It's real. And she's like, I hate this movie. <laughs> it's another watch it when you're older kind of movie. Uh, yeah, she was sure. very upset with me that she was just like, I can't believe you like this. I was like, it's so good.
Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. On the topic of things that you're probably should be judged for liking and one of the movies I talk about liking a lot and I know that a lot of people are very concerned about me for liking as much as I do my other honorable mention was hereditary because just seeing that movie for the first time how do you come back from that <laughs> you like cut out a little bit repeat what you said oh uh, my <laughs> the my last honorable mention is a move on the topic of things that people should be probably concerned about how much i like them uh is hereditary oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> because hereditary is that movie that you watch it and and you sh just have no idea where it's going and everywhere it goes uh, is terrifying it stays with you and you can't shake it and and even though I've seen it a bunch of times and I genuinely love it now, I was definitely disturbed when I first saw it. And oh, I kind yeah. of secretly want to be that disturbed again. No horror movie that I found has done that. And I kind of chasing that high maybe a little <laughs> right? bit. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you know me, anyone who's like listened to our show or knows me for a while, you know, whenever a movie, especially horror, Mm -hmm. has that kind of hype i'm instantly like challenge accepted because I, I just i don't get scared i'm not affected by the genre yeah. i love the genre i love the movies i can find them just entertaining and they're fun um i did that with hereditary as soon as i found out that like some people had to go to the hospital after watching it because <laughs> they had like heart palpitations and like yeah. it was so Panic disturbing for audiences I had my popcorn. I was watching that movie out of spite. I hadn't really seen any real trailers for it, so I had no clue what the fuck it was even about. I just knew Tony Collette was in it, and she like loses her mind. That yeah. was what I thought. Um, <laughs> I will never forget. I know I've told it to you before, just eating my popcorn. <laughs> and then the fucking car scene happens. Yeah. And I remember just being here. <laughs> And then putting the popcorn down. Yeah, we're done with that now. And <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's everybody's experience. And uh, that I know the scene that I understood. Like, oh, oh, that actually kind of got under my skin. Like, that is. Mm -hmm. Did I see that correct? Was right after the funeral at the beginning. Yeah, and she goes into her office, and you can see like. The mom yeah like there's in the corner in the corner in the dark and then she turns the light on and she's not there that's the moment you're like i should take this movie seriously <laughs> yeah that was my first like oh that's that's uncomfortable that's okay cool <laughs> popcorn the car scene happened i didn't touch the popcorn the rest of the movie plenty of scenes towards the end where i was like what <laughs> i may never eat popcorn again <laughs> And, but I remember I got out of the movie and I like posted on Facebook like, ooh, happy family movie. Uh -huh. I made some joke of it being a, <laughs> yeah, a family sure. film. Um, and then I went to bed that night and I remember like laying down, everything's turned off, I'm going to sleep like normal. <laughs> and my brain was just like, as a cruel joke, yeah. just replayed the scene in the office of just the mom staying in the corner and instantly being like, oh shit. 
<laughs> like I wasn't afraid, but just that like, mm-hmm. oh, it did. <laughs> It, it did burrow in like it mm. got under my skin. Uh Oh, I may need someone to deliver a nightlight to me tonight. <laughs> it, it wasn't that extreme, but I mean, oh, maybe just me then. Yeah. Just you. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Hereditary so that scenes. first time was like, Oh, this is okay. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> it's always going to be incredible. So there you go. All right. All of our movies, at least the, biggest ones that we could think of that we want to see again for the first time. There's definitely so many, is, but... there's so many. I had so many that I cut, which was very sad. Yeah. But definitely let us know any that you especially love seeing for the first time or any reasons that you think a, any given movie would be incredible to see for the first time again. Um, we want to know those. I'm sure there'll be ones we've forgotten with like, Oh darn, I should have listened oh, 100%. to that because that, that's a great one. Um, and then don't forget, we're doing Blade Runner next week. You and I have been talking about which version of Blade Runner we should watch. <laughs> so if you've never seen Blade Runner, you should be aware there are like four different versions. So, well, there's the, technically there are three actual cuts. Okay. Um, so there's theatrical director's, uh, director's cut and then the final cut. Yeah. Uh, there's also the well, I guess four actually four cuts. There's also the television cut. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah. So there's four cuts: television, theatrical, directors, and final. And then if you want to get extra deep into it, there's a fifth <laughs> version, but oh. I forget what it's called. It's basically the same movie, but it's like the storyboarded version of it, okay. um, or something like that. I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I realize like I'm not gonna tell you which cut that yeah. I normally watch. Um But people should be aware the final cut is pretty different than the theatrical cut. Mm-hmm. It's not like most movies were like, oh, there's one or two additional scenes. It's like, no, really Scott did change the movie significantly oh, yeah. between cuts. So it matters, I think, which one you pick. Or you should watch them all because they're all good in their own right. They're all, they all definitely give you something different to try and process of what is going on in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So we, we will watch our own distinctive cuts. We haven't, we've, we haven't settled on a specific one. We're just talking about Blade Runner next time yeah. and getting deep into it. I'm sure we'll talk about some of the differences between each one. Cause I know we watched them all. Um, and then which ones are our particular favorites. So watch Blade Runner, watch Blade Runner 2049 while you're at it, because that's coming right after Cause, that. Because that's the week, or the episode after that, yeah. Yeah, we'll do a nice double feature there. And uh, anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, go buy your swag. Always yes. got to encourage that. Uh, keep following, like, make sure if you're watching us on YouTube or spot, wherever you're listening or watching, like, it's, I hate saying it because it just sounds so weird, but like, yeah, click that follow button. Like, yeah, it does help <laughs> to subscribe to us, it does yeah. help to rate us for sure. Um, not just because it makes us feel good, but it, it helps other people find us and it also lets us do cooler things later. So, yeah, we would like to, like um, to do that at some point. Keep interacting with us. I know Jake is way better at interacting with everyone um, <laughs> with the DMs and stuff. It's kind of funny 
when I'm super late to the game and I'm scrolling through like a conversation and I realize like, Oh, this person got upset with something that Jake said. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> like, happen that often, but it does happen. Sometimes. It does happen. And it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I think the most recent one that made me chuckle was, uh, you posted the, they're making an R rated Christopher Robin story or whatever yeah. stupid fucking thing. <sighs> Like, your fucking rated R Winnie the Pooh was an epic forgotten failure. Why are right. you trying to continue ruining it? <laughs> um, but I like that. What did that one jackass say to you? Like, go cry to your mom or whatever. I was like. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was pretty silly about the whole thing. What made me I laugh about crying. that was the Just number of knows. other comments that were like in agreement with you and well i'm gonna say with us because you you have the same opinion as i do with that kind of I stuff i represent movie boners when i post things yes yeah um <laughs> why what is this drive for people to just ruin stuff yeah like stop <laughs> right just just stop right. you think it's clever to take something wholesome and make it like anti-wholesome you're not you're literally just just... choosing the opposites of things is the most obvious thing you can do and nobody really likes it you know what it kind of uh reminds me of jake Hmm. it reminds me of those so-called filmmakers that want to be edgy (laughs) and controversial oh yeah just for the sake of doing it and then completely forgetting about substance and story and mm. and they'll anything. throw in a rape scene or something yeah like yeah stop it just yeah. stop it it's that michael jordan meme stop it get some help <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> reevaluate some shit yeah yeah that's all i'll say about that uh okay. yeah keep interacting we we'll, love we'll, it we'll get back to you guys well jake's typically the one because i'm Yes. Busy. Mask off. If we're talking on Instagram, it's probably me. Occasionally, it's Dustin. I'm sorry. I just I'm like <laughs> long days, man. <laughs> I should have like a like a, a wrap up summary that I either tell you on the podcast or just email you. I'm like, okay, so this happened today, and this happened, <laughs> and this this user blocked us. We can't talk to them anymore. Um, <laughs> But this person was really cool, so we want to be friends with them now. And yeah, I'll just give you the summary highlights. There's a a couple that I've like scrolled through that I'm like, you people seem fun. You seem like our kind of people. It would be neat to like chat with some of these guys a little more. Um, I will get better at it. I promise. (laughs) I just, I'm so bad. Make the time. so bad yeah. at it you don't even text me back so you're not gonna text strangers back on instagram <laughs> let's take a couple days it just takes a couple days to hear back it's, it's true i'm sorry i'm sorry none of this is relevant to the episode but it's no. okay <laughs> all right let's let's wrap it up yeah thank you right, for folks. listening thank we you love very you. much we love yeah. hearing from you let us know anything at any time. If there's a movie you want us to watch, anything that's crazy. If you want to torture us with the movie that you want to hear us talk about. As long as it's better it. than fucking Mulholland Drive, I think it'll be all right. <laughs> I had a... Okay, before we wrap up, I have to bring up one more thing. I had a thought today. I was like, 
I should come up with a movie boners drinking game. And one of the things would be when we're doing a top 10 and someone says that, uh, that that's a good pick. I like, like we say that every goddamn time. <laughs> that's true. Um, and, and, so that would be like a small sip of your beer if you do that okay. one. And then if we talk about how much Mulholland Drive sucks, that would be like, <laughs> a, that comes that's up. That's like a fair. full, like, you'd have to take a full swig because that one's not yeah. every time. It's not often, but it's once every other episode probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> so I'm thinking of other ones. I will come up with something and maybe post on Instagram. That would be really funny. We Yes, <laughs> I am for it. Um, ish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be fun. Yeah. Okay. I feel like now that I would be a good, can... like, if possible, kind of interactive thing. Yeah. Like, if we made it, we'll come up with something, folks, and we'll, oh, like, yeah. try to get you to play a game with us. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, there are probably other people that are, like, they listen and they know like, oh yeah, you do this all the time and it's annoying 100%. every time you do it. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, we'll put that on the drinking game and probably not fix it. We'll keep doing it forever. Yeah, yeah, most likely. All right, okay. folks. That's uh, a good place to end it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Movie bunners drinking game possibility. Hell yeah. <laughs> that sounds good to me. All right, guys. Thank you again. Have a good whatever it is when you're listening to this. <laughs> Have a future time frame of any duration that is good. That's what okay, like. mine was way better than that, dude. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> All right. We bye, guys. You. See you next time. <laughs>